let me go. I, I understand you. She killed your daughter. I wanted her to pay. I understand that. I won't tell anyone. You understand nothing. Only a parent can know the bond between a father and his child. She should have gone to prison, but rich girls don't go to jail. None of this is going to bring your daughter back. That's not really true. Cindy took my child away from me. I thought it's only fair. But she gave me a new one. She was pregnant with my baby. killed them both. Well, they would be alive if you hadn't broken into my home. You have to be held accountable. You're listening to the Buzz Kill Podcast. Episode 87, welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, where today we're celebrating the similarities between Silence and R. Kelly's favorite pastime, in that they are both golden. I'm Mike. <laughs> I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. <laughs> Starting off with a, with a good old banger. With a, with a good old pee joke. <laughs> I want to pee on you. Drip, drip, drip. I mean, we're classy. We have to stick with our, our classy, uh, you know. Going from... It's... <laughs> Going from classy to flashy. I uh, guess those are they're kind of the same thing. I guess. Um, I guess. Yeah. Uh, how, how have you gentlemen been? It has been gorgeous outside. Oh, lovely. oh my god! Dude, finally, it felt, felt so nice to drive over here with my windows down. I know, right? Like, like. Well, I, I, I pretty. I, I start driving with my windows down as soon as April hits, regardless. That just, was just dumb if you did it here. Just based on <laughs> just based on principle, I'm like, no, it's 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 springtime. I'm gonna open my windows. Those are not snowflakes. Those are sunflakes coming in at me. <laughs> so it's not always enjoyable, but tonight was like the first enjoyable yep. night all yeah. day today. I've been driving around for work, just windows down, music cranking, which well, it's been Ed Sheeran for some reason for the last week. <laughs> music, <laughs> music cranking, cranking, cranking Rod Stewart esque love songs sang oh, by. <laughs> It was it was so nice. Loving you. I contemplated taking all of the studio gear outside and working outside. I was oh, like, that's really everything. I, it would take me two days to set everything up outside, and then it would be snowing again. That's what I, I was. <laughs> you should start a studio in the woods, and your your claim to fame can be it's a very natural sounding record yeah. because you would just have like the the sounds of the natural world. You hear those wood tones everything. and that and the, those drums. Yeah, and then you'd get Tim Allen to narrate all of your. Like <laughs> narrate all the uh, all the tracks. Um, have you seen Have you seen that on on uh, on Spotify? I don't know if it's specifically on Spotify, but this is just where I've noticed it. But a lot of bands will do uh, full albums where they do commentary tracks. Yeah, 
That's yeah. I haven't listened to one yet, but is it, that's uh, kind of it's kind of a new thing. Huh? No, it's cool. I've actually listened to a couple of them. The the, the shitty thing is that uh, I think only one out of a hundred do it the right way, and that's in commentary track for the first track, and then they play the first track. Commentary track for the second track, and then they play the second track. Oh, Excuse I see. Me. So if the track is twelve songs long. If the record, the the record should be 24 songs long I and see. a lot of them don't do it because they don't because they want to put the records up separate right and so they'll do a whole separate commentary record but the, what's the point of just listening to the commentary if you're not going to listen to the well, song right my, my guess is my guess is if if you're listening to a commentary uh record you've probably you've probably already listened to the actual record yeah. several times so you know the songs enough to where you just want to know what's behind them see not to me though because i if they're pointing something out that i've never heard before i want to hear that in the song afterwards that's true you know like and so it's annoying when i listen to those at work because actually i do like them quite a bit yeah um it's annoying because you have to like constantly stop what you're doing, switch back and forth to the other record, and then go back. You're just, every single song you're you switching just, back and forth. You could just do like a normal person take mental notes. But you just lose a bunch. Can you <laughs> listen to? Maybe you lose a bunch. Can you listen to an hour and a half worth of commentary and remember every single thing that you've heard? Yes, yes, well, I can. Good for you. Yep. Good. I'm a genius. I got nothing. <laughs> I will vouch for him. He's a genius. I am a genius. I, 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 how much did he pay you? He's a genius. Justin, <laughs> he's, a, he's just a genius, Justin Michael. knows okay. that out, out of everybody on this show, I speak gooder than y'all. That's true. So. Speaking of gooder than y'all, uh, someone gooder than all of us had a birthday this past weekend. Oh, you mean... Uh, Your daughter, James. My daughter. <laughs> Did you forget about her? No, I was I was trying to come up with like a cutesy name for her. Sadie's then, not cute enough? What? Well, I didn't know if I wanted to say her name on our oh. show. You know, with our with our droves and droves of fans... Half they're, of which are probably child molesters. Be, oh my god! <laughs> let's be honest here. <laughs> All right, hold on. Let's <laughs> let's separate the conversation between talking about my daughter and talking about child molesters. Good point. <laughs> yes, my daughter had a uh, her third birthday party, yes. and it was it was a lot of fun. It was she, a hoot. She dressed like Belle from from Beauty and the Beast, and then she also got a Cinderella dress. So halfway through, she did an ensemble change and was dressed like. Cinderella for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. It was it was adorable. It was. She's quite a kid. She is. <laughs> Birthdays. Birth- I, I remember my third birthday. My dog ate my cake. Really? Are we you had, serious? We had a big birth sheet cake up on the stove, and our German Shepherd hopped up and dug his nose into it and <laughs> ate it all. <laughs> Dad, that's my earliest memory. Is my third birthday. Dad took him out behind the shed and shot him. <laughs> I, I, I shot him. <laughs> you were you were packing even back then. Oh yeah. <laughs> What's your is that what's your most memorable birthday? Um oh god, I have I have no I idea. I could jump in real quick yeah, just yeah. To, since since you haven't had time to think about it. My dad uh so my um up in Bad Axe where I'm from, my aunt and uncle used to own the theater up there. It's just a little tiny theater, two cinemas. And uh <clears throat> my dad told me on my birthday it was my 6th birthday, I believe. And he told me, hey, I have to run a couple things down to the theater for, for Aunt Jeannie. You want to come with me? And he's got... <laughs> I, this actually, if I was older, this would have set off some like red alarms for me. He had a butcher knife <laughs> and, a, and a white sheet. And I'm like, <laughs> I, like, back then, I was just like, sure, let's go, Pop. Nowadays, I'd be like, he's going he's gonna to murder me. <laughs> but then we showed up. We walked through. It was a surprise party. Everybody jumped out and surprised me. All my friends were there, and it was when... How did he have a knife still? <laughs> uh, for the cake. Oh. <laughs> uh, it, it was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part 2 surprise nice. birthday party. So nice. all my friends were there. We all dressed as Ninja Turtles. 
And then my aunt uh, did a private showing of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 for us. Nice. Secret of the Ooze. Nice. Oh, good, good thing so. you added the movie title after that. <laughs> yeah. Your aunt just did a private showing. <laughs> <laughs> there was a little hesitation, and you had me worried at the hesitation. <laughs> my, aunt, my aunt did a really provocative private showing. <laughs> And then we watched a Turtles movie. <laughs> but by then we were all ruined. All the little boys were just turtle head. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was... I don't know why why this turned into a let's share no, about I our birthdays. no idea. Because we're just... This is a I, little bit of banter. I've been trying to... People like to people like to peek behind the curtain. Well, see what our a, lives are here's like. Here's a peek behind the curtain. I don't think I've ever had a good birthday. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that's memorable. And where they... None of them have been bad. I just don't... All right. None of them come to mind for some reason. Talk... Talk to me after we'll talk about this again after this coming birthday, and then I will I will ask you again. Oh. I got some plans. Oh, I do. Oh, is your aunt gonna give me a private showing? Yeah, <laughs> yes. this is gonna be a donkey. So oh. it ought to be all right. Yeah, D and D. No, I do. I do. Donkey. I do actually have some cool plans for your birthday. So I'm gonna <laughs> kind of like you're supposed to take me ghost hunting. You bitch. Are we ever doing that or what? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. Just like that, just like that Mayan death whistle you were going to hit me three years ago. It's in the mail. They told me it was in the mail. You never ordered it. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Once Shut I up. did. Once I did. <laughs> the first year. I had good intentions out of the second year. I want one so bad. All right. So anyway. That, oh, my that's God. It. Uh, yeah. All right. So, uh... <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's, get, let's get some corrections going. All right. Stupid. All right, uh, last week we really, really had the, the stupid hats on because uh, we got a lot wrong last week. <laughs> Tank was here. We weren't, uh, we weren't We weren't. our normal... We were all just so taken by his beauty that exactly. we weren't in our right mind. We were, we were, we were just real, real undumb. Yeah. We're, we're, or, no, we were no, dumb. we were just dumb. See, we're going out. <laughs> you're <that>. still, <laughs> are you taken by my beauty? Is that why you're still dumb? It's Jay. All right, undumb um, yourself. Okay, uh, so it's been 40 years since... The Golden State Killer killings started, mm-hmm. not since they closed the case. I just wanted to clarify because it was a ten-year gap. Did we say? I did. That? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, I said that it had been forty years since they closed the case. Okay. No, it would have been fifty years at that point. But, All right. Yeah. Or thirty years rather. At that uh, point. On that same subject, if you if you want, mm-hmm. uh, I, I was talking about Patton Oswalt's Patton Oswalt's wife, and what connection she had to the whole thing. Uh, her name was Michelle McNamara. She wrote a book called I'll Be Gone in the Dark, One Woman's Obsessive Search for the Golden State Killer. Um, Oswald actually helped finish the book after her death. Mm-hmm. She just she she was really young. She was like 49. She it got released this year, didn't it? Like um, just not too long ago? I don't know if it was... Uh, it's been in the last couple years, I think. Oh, okay. But uh, he, he actually helped finish the book after her death. Um, and it was a, a number one bestseller. Um after the arrest of the 70, 72-year-old Joseph James D'Angelo, Sacramento County Sheriff Scott Jones said, uh, and this is in regards to, we were wondering if, if her information actually helped them or yeah. not. Um, the sheriff in Sacramento said, uh, after being asked if the book had helped to solve the case, he said that he had gotten the question from literally all over the world in the last 24 hours, and the answer is no. He said it kept interest in tips coming, other than that, there was no information extracted from the book that directly led to the apprehension. Oh, a lot a, of a, a lot bummer. of people a lot of people are calling that bullshit though. They think that he's they think that he's they being make, they think that he it, it makes them look bad if some amateur sleuth yeah 
was able to kind of dig into the case more than they were. Yeah, that's what a lot of people well, are saying. Probably, Whether that's true or not, it was a forty. It was a thirty at this point, thirty-year-old cold case. Right, maybe probably less than that. Actually, probably they probably didn't close the case until after the killing stopped. But right. However long that had been, though, it'd been a cold case for a long time. They probably weren't putting that much resources into it. No, that wouldn't be that. Honestly, that wouldn't be that. Um, that wouldn't be that embarrassing unless she went to them with information and they just pushed her aside. Well, that's what they said. Uh, they referred to. Um how they say like the the dog like they really dogged on the on the research mm-hmm. or dogged on the um um i guess research is the 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 right term or yeah. the investigation okay they dogged on the investigation where she was so diligent the entire time and uh, even the name golden state killer that was her title that oh, was really? that was the title she gave this person so it's kind of a contradiction for them to say no we didn't get any useful information <laughs> from her uh, and then they and then they said we've caught the Golden State Killer. Yeah, interesting. Well, you got that. I mean, you at least got that name from her. So there's probably stands the reason that there might it might have been some information gotcha. that came from her. Gotcha. But okay. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, Pamela Gidley, uh, we had talked about passed away last uh, last week, uh, and she was of uh, Twin Peaks fame. I just want to clarify, she was part of the <clears throat> Twin Peaks feature film prequel called Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me. Yeah. So she was not on the actual show. I didn't know because I'm not a Twin Peaks watcher. Yeah. Um, I know, losing all the cred points ever. I but... do have to give uh, Carney props again for this <clears throat> oh, one he, because he, he did, he did yep. text me like I said he would. Yeah, the yep. movie was filmed after the show was canceled, but it served as a prequel to the gotcha. show. Gotcha. So. Um, okay, uh, Vern Troyer was on season four of The Surreal Life. Not the one with Flava Flav and Bridget Nielsen. They were on season three. I didn't even know that there were multiple seasons of it. There were six. What? Really? (laughs) There were six. Wow, okay. (laughs) Um, It is pronounced symbiote on the Spider-Man cartoons. Okay. So... Take that for what it is. That was that was the Marvel cartoon, and they called it a symbiote. So why, did, did you the, pronounce it Sibian? No, the <laughs> right the Sibian. <laughs> no, I called it. <laughs> I'm cool. No. Um, uh, in the movie, they call it symbiote. I think it's just to make it sound more, more like uh, scientific or something. It doesn't my sound guess. more scientific. Well, and that's it the sounds idea. stupid. Um, Bill Ward was the original drummer for Black Sabbath. Yeah. We didn't know. I couldn't remember which one he was. Um, I told you there's tons of it. Uh, it is pronounced Falanke. Falanke? Falanke. It's, it's like a fel and gay, only the gay part sort of has like a K to it, so oh, it's Falanke. Falanke. That's the, the Spanish uh, uh, yeah. uh, party, political party. Political from, faction. Or from whatever, Pan's yeah. Labyrinth. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Legend was not Tom Cruise's first film. I'm, oh, I'm no. an idiot. Uh, it was Endless Love was his first film. My and this movie came out in 1985. Love. He did Risky Business in 83. Oh, well, you're just so, a, yeah, you're I, a I real piece of work. I didn't realize how young he was in Risky Business. Oh, wow, yeah. I hadn't I seen it since I was a kid, but he was stupid young. Yeah. Um, and just stupid. Yep. And then uh, I also talked <clears> about <throat> there being a lot of production hell for Legend, and you're like, there was no production hell because it started in 84. Just shut up. What is it? It was pre-production was caught oh, up for years. That's okay. basically what it was. Um, so, the, do you have anything else? Uh, yeah. Um, we were talking about a- actors like Doug Jones and Javier Botet, uh, Brian Steele, etc. And what they like, I said, what are they called? Creature actors? And you said, no, they're just actors. If anything, I they're character, character actors. actors. Yeah. They in the business, they are actually referred to as creature actors. Oh, they are. Yeah, oh, I know. Yep. Not know that. 
And then one other thing, I don't know if we mentioned this on, if we were talking about this on the show or if it just happened in passing in our own dumb lives at some point, but I just wanted to correct you on this, on the air. Pluto is not a planet. Um, if we did talk about this on the show, it was weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it is. No, it's not. Well, we're going to have to talk about this afterwards. It's still, it's still classified as a dwarf planet. That's a planet it's not one of the nine Vern Troyer was not a person <laughs> it's not <laughs> oh my god that, that, that's what that sounds like right now to me Oh, oh my god. god! No, no. Back back in uh, 2006 or whatever it was when they <laughs> yeah. or when they reclassified um, Pluto as a dwarf, they re- they reclassified it as a dwarf planet. So it's no longer one of the planets of our solar system. All right, this and, it, is the, and it has it's never been reclassified as a planet. All right, jury's there, out on this until I do my own there research. There was a, there was a hoax. There was an April Fool's hoax that went around. That was like oh yeah, and like about like uh, um. Astronomy enthusiasts rejoicing because Pluto had finally been reclassified as a planet, but it was a hoax. Well, they classified it as a moon for a while. They said it's one of yeah. Um, they did Neptune's yes. moons or whatever. So maybe maybe that's what it was on the heels of what you're saying. Maybe it or was Uranus's moons or whatever. Whatever the order it is. It's been a long time since elementary school. Okay, Uranus. Uranus has a moon. <laughs> um, no, I think maybe what happened was it was one of the original planets, and yep. then it was declassified to a moon, and then maybe they reclassified it as a dwarf planet. Maybe that's maybe there's three steps. Maybe we're both. Oh, right. maybe. So we might both be right then. I yeah. just left out dwarf. That's yeah. dwarf. But it's it's Sorry. still oversight. It's still not. <laughs> One of our our planets in our solar system anymore. Come on, I mean, oh oversight! I get it. <laughs> yeah, you suck dwarf right. oversight. Uh, last uh, correction that we have for the week. Um, we actually uh, we have an audio clip that is going to help us with said um, correction. So Jay, okay. if you would. The, the the big machines blowing chicken feathers at you, and I probably still have chicken bre- chicken feathers in my body that I ingested when I was fifteen because also because I was so young as a fifteen year old, fifteen year old, fifteen year old, fifteen year old. Fuck you! No, it's, I I don't I don't care what it says. That's what she said. I don't care. It's from the horse's mouth. She was born. Don't call her that. That's mean. <laughs> she was born. She was born in 1967, <laughs> and the movie started production in 1984. Listen, listen. I, I and can it came only, out in 1985. I can only tell you what the actual person who lived the life said. So, um, there I, you go. She's doing her math wrong. I have one word for you. What? <laughs> All right, shut up. <laughs> all right. That's it. So what are we talking about this week? Uh, so this week, we all managed to go see the same movie, not at the same time. but R. With... Kelly, Trapped in the Closet, Part 3. <laughs> <laughs> so I brought up my burrito again and again. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's Southern. <laughs> no, we, uh, we all went to see A Quiet Place. We did. Jay saw it first. Uh, I saw it last week. Mike I just saw it, saw it yesterday. yesterday. Um... So we're gonna talk about a quiet place. Uh, spoiler warning! Yeah. Right now, we're yep. not we're not gonna hold back. No punches pulled. Uh, there's there's if you're listening to this and if you if you haven't seen it, don't listen to this unless you're one of those people who some people. Man, there's some people like I'll I'll read in like uh, I was actually reading up on a quiet place. Yeah. And and it was there was a comment section and somebody there were like so many people requesting. Adam Green talks about this sometimes on... Uh, people want to know, yeah. Yeah, they're, 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 people are like, can can somebody please DM me like a full rundown of this movie? 
It's like, why? Just go see I'm it. Not, I'm not crazy like that, though. I don't want someone to tell me the full rundown. That being said, though, if I hear spoilers about some things, not all things, but some things, it doesn't bother me. I'm very much a... It's, it's kind of like when you're going to... Um, if you're if you're driving from here to, to California, right? Yeah. You know you're going to California. It's it's the so you know how the movie ends. Sure, it's the destination to me that I almost like more. I kind of like knowing. Okay, so this you is, mean the journey? You like yeah. the journey more oh, than the destination? Thing, thank you. Yeah. It's like it's like okay, so I know the movie ends with such and such dying and then giving a, a blumpkin to this character. Sure. Right. I know that happens. I've seen. What that happens? What happens to get this person in Blumpkin territory? That's that's what I want to know. <laughs> you know, like... what led up to the Blumpkin? Seriously, I want to know because I'm interested in experiencing this thing myself. Um, but that, um, no, that, that's I'm, just me. Though. Sometimes I, I agree. I, like I, I try to me. avoid spoilers if I can, but yeah. if I hear them, I don't freak out about it. But just fair warning: we're talking about a quiet place tonight, yep. and then uh, we're also going to talk about the movie Don't Breathe. Yeah, so because they're both about. Uh, shutting the hell up it's so that you silence. don't get killed. It's all about silence. Silence. And, um, uh, yeah. So on the heels of that, uh, what we're drinking tonight is from uh, Kona Brewing Company. One of your favorites. This is one of my favorite beers of all time. Got it for you, babe. Uh, Big Wave Golden Ale. Mm. It is a golden ale, and of course, silence is golden. And this actually works on another level for uh, Quiet Place. Uh, why? Because the big waves are the loudest things that they can hide their uh, sounds. Oh, man. I didn't even think about that. Boom. That's nice. Boom. Well, well done, Michael. I know. Jeez, $8.99 <laughs> a beer. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a... It's a uh, I'm, I'm high-balling it this week, guys. Now, this is one of my dad's products, so I, I've drank a ton of it, and I really like it a lot. Here, why don't you... I drank your dad a lot. Uh, <laughs> so, catch a wave, bro. Uh, our brewers wanted to make a beer that went down easy after a day on the water. Big Wave... <laughs> like your mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Big Wave Golden Ale is just the ticket. <laughs> I'm five. <laughs> I swear I'm five. <laughs> Big Wave is a lighter-bodied Golden Ale with a tropical hop aroma and flavor. Like my mom. <laughs> a smooth, easy-drinking, refreshing ale. The use of caramel malt contributes to the gold... Con contributes... <laughs> I said caramel weird. I said it like caramel, and then it, it made me say contributes weird. Contributes. contributes. Uh, the use of caramel malt contributes to the golden hue of this beer, and our special blend of hops provides a bright, quenching finish. And this is from uh, Hawaii, of course. Uh -huh. So where's the actual... Kona Brewing Company is in the Coco Marina Pub, I think, is the on Oahu. Oh, dude, is that are you are you getting married on Oahu? Maui. Shit. <laughs> I was dude, gonna say we it, should. It, it's it's like a, a sea jumper plane away. So. Yeah, that's true. We should. So go, are we gonna go to the Kona? We should go to the uh, Coco Marina Pub when yeah. we're in Hawaii next May. We'll go yeah. swim with some sharks and then we'll go get some Kona. Hell yes. Sounds like a good day to me. All right. Well, let's give this a try, boys. But hey. Shut the fuck up. It's really good. Mm, so good. It's really refreshing. Here, I'm going to sign to you how I feel about it. <laughs> That's, you don't know sign language. <laughs> I know. Uh, all I can say is uh, beautiful. This beer is beautiful. No, it's delicious. It's very easy drinking. Mm. It's uh, If you've never had Kona, I think it's available mostly nationwide. It's everywhere, it? yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. If you've never had it, uh, seek it out. They have a. Uh, if you can get it in Bad Axe, Michigan, you can get it anywhere. They have a lemongrass <laughs> uh, IPA, I think. 
Yes. And it's delicious. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's really good. Um, they, they don't. Have, they don't have a. They don't have a beer that I. That I yeah, dislike. if you can find like, the twelve pack sampler, do it because you only get four right off the bat, and they're I highly, highly recommend this uh, brewing company. Absolutely. So uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. Again, heavy spoilers coming up for yep. uh, a quiet place and for Don't Breathe. So if you haven't seen either of those movies, don't listen to this right, or no. go check them, check them out, and come right. back and listen to this. Let's uh, let's get down dirty and make that feed bleed. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> All right, uh, starting off uh, the bleed feed the way that we always like to. Oh no! With the death. Who died? Uh, rest in peace to Michael Anderson. Uh, Ninety-eight years old. Passed That's away. a good run. Uh, he was the director of uh, a movie called Logan's Run. Oh, okay. Uh, director of Around the World in 80 Days, which he got an Oscar nom for. Nice. Uh, the 90s version of 220,000 Leagues Under the Sea, a horror movie by the name of Murder by Phone. However, what I think his creme de la creme was, was a little movie called Orca the Killer Whale. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Just saying. I love I love all those Jaws-inspired marine horror movies. Like, it's, it's, oh, they're so good. That's so crazy because there's some really, like... Uh, Prestigious films in there, yeah. Like twenty, the around the around the world in eighty days. Logan's Run was uh, Logan's the, Run, very famous sci-fi and then film. Orca, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. But uh, they didn't say uh, how he passed away. But at the age of ninety-eight, uh, I think old balls. I'm guessing he died because of death. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the best way of putting it. Died because um, that's what you do when you're ninety-eight. As, Got a damn car accident, as Kevin Smith would say, big bucket of win for that guy. Sure, lived a long life. So uh, rest in peace to Michael Anderson. <clears throat> All right, let's get to some fun news. Um, uh, so you like books, right? Uh, yeah, they're all right. Like picture books, you, like where you got to do like the brain thinkings and stuff like that. I like words. I like when people read it to me. I like audiobooks. Well, you'll like this one. Okay. I think this is up to your, your education level. All right. Uh, the upcoming book called Jonesy, Nine Lives on the Nonstramo, uh, is a, it's a book that ta- tells the story of Alien through the eyes of Ripley's cat, Jonesy. Did you say, I think, Nostromo. Nostromo. Is that what I said? You said non-stromo. Oh, I didn't mean You put an extra N on there. Oh, sorry. Listening to non-point lately. (laughs) (laughs) Have you really? No. Okay. Um, Yeah, uh, Jonesy, Nine Lives on the Nostromo uh, by uh, Rory Lucy is out October 16th, and it's like a kid's sort of picture book with a little bit of text or whatever. I think it's really? you know, made for kids. But... It's from the perspective of the cat? Yep, from the perspective <laughs> of Jonesy cool. during Alien. That's I kind really of cool. want it just, oh, yeah, just to sure. have it. Uh, sounds pretty cool. <clears throat> um, I don't know if you saw this. This isn't horror news. However, they did, they, they did do a horror thing well, once. Well, then don't say it. But, no, you're going to want this. Okay. Did you see the trailer, the new trailer for Red Dead Redemption 2? Dropped today. Oh, uh, no. Oh. Does it look awesome? Yeah. We're going to take a break right now. Okay. It's two minutes. And we're going to watch it. And then we're going to cut back in. <laughs> and he's going to go, I just watched it. Yeah. So, James, have you seen the trailer for Red Dead 2? I just watched it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that looks awesome. <laughs> I, I, I incorporated it because it's so cinematic. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, this video game looks like a fucking movie. Yeah. yeah. And it looks incredible. And, like, you oh, my to, God. I don't know. I'm so excited for it. I know you are, too. You got to love yourself a fire. Like, 
Man, it looks so good. I I love the first game so much, and it kind of fits into the uh, into the horror realm a little bit because there was the DLC where you could play against yeah. zombies. I hope they do it again. Yeah, for sure. That was like the one zombies thing that I actually really enjoyed. Yeah, like Call of Duty does zombies, and I think it's stupid. Yeah, they, a lot of games do it. I just think it's dumb. Unless they're actually like dedicated zombie exactly. games. Yeah, like, like Resident Dead, Evil, Dead or Rising, like and yeah. stuff like that. Yep. But uh, anyway, yeah, if you haven't seen that, check it out. Um, no, it's really good. So last week, Bruce Campbell officially retired as Ash. No, Bruce. This week, he officially retired another character. What? And that character is Elvis. Oh, really? Now, granted, he already has said <laughs> a million times he's never doing another Bubba Hotep movie. Yeah. But apparently on the heels of him retiring as Ash, people were like, well, now you can do Bubba Hotep too. And he he officially said it because he was sick of people asking him. He goes, thousands of people, I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, thousands of people have asked me, what about Elvis? Well, I'm officially retiring Elvis too. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's that. If you didn't, if you didn't already know that he had done that, no more uh, Elvis Campbell. Hmm. Let's see here. Uh, we talked about the new Michael Myers mask. I think last week because there was a teaser poster. Yeah. Well, uh, that new mask, which uh, has been sculpted brand new to show the age marks and all that stuff on it, uh, you can pre-order a complete replica mask. Uh, from uh, uh, from the, the 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 actual sculpt that they use for the movie for fifty nine ninety nine it is up right now you can order it pre order it for your collection. Oh, that's surprisingly cheap, affordable. Yeah, like, it, I, I thought you were gonna say for two hundred ninety nine dollars. I thought so too. <laughs> Here's the ironic part: they said they cannot post pictures of it until July twenty third of the actual mask. Now, what's interesting to me about that is that uh, at one of the film festivals, I forget what it was, it just took place, Yeah, they showed first uh, footage from the new Halloween movie, oh, yeah. but that footage is not going to be made public for a while. So what that tells me is that around July 23rd is what they're aiming for to release a trailer. I think I'm putting two and two together there, so they can't show it until they show it, look I at, think is... Look at you, you sleuth. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I mean, it seems to me like that's what that means. Yeah, like, for sure. That's their cutoff. They're going to show it, so then now you can show the world and, right. and, and whatever. Cool. But uh, but if you're into it, just from that little teaser poster, $59.99, you can get yourself a mask. Not bad. So, uh, not bad at all. Um, Lucky McKee directed a movie called The Woman mm -hmm. uh, a few years back. Which was a spin-off slash sequel to a movie called The Offspring. Mm -hmm. uh, the movie was starring Pollyanna McIntosh. She basically played this feral cannibal. Uh, well, feral. I don't. I forget if she was an actual cannibal or not. I think she was. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah feral, I think feral, so, yeah. feral cannibals. It's been a while since I've seen it. Uh, she played basically the uh, the woman in question mm -hmm. uh, in this and and also in The Offspring. <coughs> and uh, now she is back directing the third movie in that. Uh, in that series uh, called Darlin. Apparently that was her name in The Woman. They nicknamed her Darlin. Hey, Darlin. Hey, Darlin. But, um, so Darlin uh, is about, uh, let's see, the synopsis here is, uh, found at a Catholic hospital, filthy and ferocious, feral teenager Darlin is whisked off to care, uh, to a care home run by the bishop and his obedient nuns, where she is, she is to be rehabilitated into a good girl as an example of miraculous work of the church. But Darlin holds a secret darker than the sins she is threatened with, and she is not traveling alone. The woman who raised her, equally fearful and feral, is ever present in the shadows of Darlin's psyche and is determined to come for her no matter who tries to get in her way. Now, uh, you said that Darlin was her nickname in The Woman. I could be a little bit wrong on that because this. Yeah, it may, sounds like the woman is. She, it sounds like the woman was the yeah. one who raised Darlin. I need to rewatch him because I, she. It just said that she's a teenager, right? Yeah. I need to, I need to rewatch him. I think I might have my my characters a little flip flopped. But, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, if if the woman who raised her who is out there, that's that's probably Pollyanna McIntosh again, is right. my guess. So that's pretty cool because I love her. She's fantastic in everything she does. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I like these first two movies. <clears throat> Clearly, I need to go back and rewatch them because jumbled mess. But um, <laughs> but they're good though. I, I they are good though. Um, and I actually knew a guy that was in The Offspring. I think I mentioned that uh, months and months ago that I watched. It, I go oh. I know that guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've worked okay, with him yeah, before. I remember you talking about him. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, the new Terminator movie that I've been that we've been talking about mm-hmm. uh, has a new name. Yeah. It is called... Terminator? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Why is that a new name? I, it's because not The Terminator. Oh, it's, it's just Terminator. <laughs> it's like it's like Predator. So they, they, I was, was going to say, they, they did the direct opposite of predator it's dumb it, 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 there's no there's no creativity whatsoever anymore with titles for movies yeah, whatever just, i don't know as long as the movie's good who cares um so you read the story on this one um there's in 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 inalu western australia uh jansy pants sent or no was jansy pants or tank sent us a uh i was jansen so so uh brian jansen the uh, jansy pants as you guys know him now uh sent us a text the other day saying this needs to go into the news this week uh, you read the the, the article. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So somewhere in uh, Inalu, Western Australia, uh, a bunch of people gathered to watch the new Peter Rabbit movie. Nice family affair with little kids, and uh, they mistakenly played the sequ- or the the trailer rather for a movie called Hereditary, which is <laughs> this bonkers as shit crazy horror movie. Looks awesome. With a guy completely standing in flames. <laughs> did you watch the trailer? I did not. For oh, I, did. I saw oh, some screen man, caps. I told you to watch the I know. trailer. I saw it some was... screen caps when it looks gnarly. It looks so good. So, you, so you tell I, me what, what? Go on about the trailer since you've seen it. Well, it's it, it's really kind of it's it's kind of surreal. Like It's it's hard to describe because there's so much going on. There's uh, you you kind of start with this dollhouse and you see and it and it starts with the camera kind of zooming in on this dollhouse and then you see the people in the dollhouse and then they turn into the actual actors Mm -hmm. in the movie so there's layers upon layers in this in this trailer about what could actually be going on here what about the what about the imagery though is the the imagery is from what i've seen gnarly as shit The imagery (laughs) i I watched it i I actually watched i was sitting in my car at the time uh in my driveway because um my daughter was asleep so i was listening to this on the sound system in my car the uh, aside from the imagery the actual like soundtrack or whatever of the of the um of the trailer is pretty horrifying in itself uh-huh. and then you've got like you said there's a guy just completely engulfed in flames there's uh like a, a really disturbed little girl who seems to have something going on just w- way wrong in her head she sees a, a a bird fly into a window and then later you see her like she finds the bird in the bush and she goes to snip its head off with scissors Ugh. um there's a, a kid who like the son sees his reflection in a in a, a window at school but the reflection is smiling at him even though he's not smiling Ugh. and then he starts slamming his face into his desk and his nose is broken and bloody oh and God. shit like it it looks it looks fucking like you said bonkers. So, so, so there's a reason why all these parents and kids ran out of oh, here yeah. screaming. Absolutely. <laughs> no, I was. I'm like after see. I had read about this movie a long time ago, but I hadn't seen anything about it. And uh, after watching this trailer, I'm super stoked about the uh, about the movie. But I can understand why people were pretty upset about them showing the trailer prior to Peter, Peter Rabbit. Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> so Let's go see a nice rabbit movie. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. All right. Um, so before I get to my uh, my last bit of news that has a lot to do with today's show, uh, let's send it over to Jew for Blues. I am Jew, oh. and these are the Blues. <laughs> I, I, I just never know what to make of this. I tried to explain to Sarah how funny that is when he does it with the hammer, and, and, and she just didn't get it. It wasn't, well, you have to see it. The thing is, too, nobody else can see it, so <laughs> it just sounds stupid. It is. All right. But keep doing it. Blues for Jew. All right, uh, Arrow Video announced their July 2018 release lineup, which includes a brand new 2K restoration of 1987's Doom Asylum. Yeah. Out July 16th in the UK and July 17th in the US. In Doom Asylum, when a group of horny teens hmm, wind up on the grounds of a creepy abandoned asylum, they think they've found the perfect place to party. Little do they know that the little do they know that the inside inside the building's crumbling walls lurks a freakishly deformed maniac. Driven to madness by the tragic loss of his fiance in a car accident, with an array of grisly surgical tools at his disposal, it's only a matter of time before the youngsters begin meeting various splattery ends at the hands of the ghoulish coroner. Helmed by director Richard Friedman <laughs> of Scared Stiff and Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge fame, and also starring Penthouse Pet of the Year 1988, Patty Mullen from oh, Frankenhooker. What a good year. <laughs> Doom Asylum <laughs> combines outlandish gore and a wisecracking villain to create one of the most wildly entertaining blood-splattered slashers of the late 80s. You might even call it an 80s splatter fest. Right, Mike? <laughs> I hate you. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. It sounds uh, incredible. I've not seen it. I've, I've never heard seen of it. Before. it. Uh, uh, so. I have the. I do have the new artwork Ooh, for the. Oh, can you turn your iPad around? Yeah. Oh, that's gnarly. Yes, I will do this. Arrow. For you guys. I gotta be honest. With you, I think Arrow is starting to get better uh, cover art than Screen Factory. Yeah. At least they were neck and neck for it's a bit. Definitely but comparable. They are. Like their artists said, are man, great. It's really, really good. Um, hold on, I gotta scroll back up to the. I lost my spot. All right, Severin Films just announced the release of three Italian horror Blu-rays. Uh, Zombie 3, ar arriving May 29th. I'm going to save myself some time. All three of these are coming out on May 29th. Uh, Zombie 3, uh -huh. by legendary director Lucio Falci. Mm. Uh, he had to leave during... Uh, he had to leave during production due to illness before this sequel to his classic Zombie could be finished, which is interesting. Uh, director Bruno Mattei and writers Claudio Fregesso and Rosella Drudy of Troll 2 fame stepped in to finish it up. Apparently... Apparently it's a really fun zombie movie. I've never actually seen it. I uh, I own Zombie three and four. I actually just got them. Vito found them for me in uh, out in California. They came with my last batch of box of goodness. Your box of goodness. And um and yeah, so I haven't watched them yet, but they are they're in my collection, we ready ready to be watched. We should probably get on that. Uh, zombie four after death also arrives on May 29th. I said I was. <laughs> Why did I just say that? <laughs> um. This one, uh, I'm, I'm just going to give you the, the rundown on it. In between the celebrated insanities of Zombie 3 and Troll 2, which uh, I, I uh, mentioned Claudio Fergesso and uh, writer-collaborator Rosella Drudy mm -hmm. before, they, were, they wrote Troll 2. So if that gives you any indication of how amazing they are. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> yes, those people. Um... Uh, so, uh, <laughs> the, the, the director Claudio Fergasso. Real good there. <laughs> and writer collaborator Rosella Drudy put the penultimate batshit nail in the coffin of the legendary zombie series. When a white scientist's cure for cancer enrages an island voodoo priest, it will unleash the ultimate plague of ninja zombies, exploding heads, appalling performances, eye gouging, face ripping power ballads, and big bloody mouthfuls of flesh chomping havoc. 
and that's just the first 20 minutes. <laughs> Adult film superstar Jeff Stryker, Candace uh, Daly, and Jim Gaines star in this ludicrously entertaining uh, Philippines film. So the weird thing about... Uh, sh- this- oh, oh, Philippines filmed Schlockfest. No, I, I had to skip a page. Now scanned in 2K and uncut for the first time in America. Also included in the CD is the CD soundtrack to the film. This is Zombies 3, Zombie 3 you're That's talking about, That's Zombie 4, After Death. See, here's here's the weird thing about the, the zombie series. Um, <clears throat> it's... Actually, I take it back. I, I, it's Zombie 4 and Zombie 5 <laughs> that I own, I believe. Is there a Zombie 5? Yeah. Well, here's... Okay, so here's the weird thing. The the Zombie series is one of the most fucked up mm-hmm. series because it, it has... Its lineages go all the way back to the dawn of the... To, to the Night of the Living Dead. Uh, that's where it starts. It's one of those series that there's so many spider-webbed uh, branches, like spin-off branches right. of these movies, uh, especially when you get into the foreign market. They're Fal- everywhere. Because Falchi's movie Zombie was supposed to be a sequel. No. No, wait, no. No. <laughs> yeah, that's where I get killed. Yeah, okay. Here's, 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 how it, or here's how it worked out. Um, Night of the Living Dead came out here. Right. George Romero made the sequel. Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Now, that movie was co-written by um, uh, Dario Argento. Okay. Dario Argento re, uh, recut, re, uh, re-soundtracked it with uh, Goblin, putting yeah. more Goblin in the soundtrack. Right. There was already some there, but he put more of it into it and uh, recut it for British audiences, and it was renamed Zombie. Lucio Falci... No, that's the one with I-E, right? Or I... It it depends. It depends on how you look at it. It's it's weird. I think it's just it's with IE. Okay. I think it's how it was originally released over there. Right. Lucio Fulci made a movie that was called that was called Zombie Two. Yeah. In 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 Europe, it was it was his sequel to uh, Argento's. Excuse me, Zombie. I was trying not to burp and be good, and it was just weird. Um, okay, so in America, though, Zombie Two. Fulci's movie was mm-hmm. released as Zombie in America. Right. So it's super confusing. Z-O-M-B-I? Yes. Yeah. Super confusing. Zombie... Th- then so, so then Zombie 3 in Europe was called something else in, in North America, which yeah. was his in-name only sequel. It actually is not a direct sequel to Zombie 2 at okay. all. Um, and then there was Zombie... Uh, 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 yeah, Zombie 4. After Death. N- no. Oh. <laughs> That's the weird thing. After Death is three. After Death is technically three, I believe. However, because, because Killing... Because there was a movie called Killing Birds yeah. that became Zombie 4. And that movie is just about like a bunch of zombie birds, pretty much. Okay. I've not seen it, but... Um, yeah, it's so fucked up and weird. Maybe we'll do a whole episode on trying to decode this, this series. <laughs> it's so confusing. There's Zom- but there okay. So there is a zombie four then after death, which yeah. is the one I just read the the uh, synopsis to. Yes, which came after, uh, which came in between zombies zombie three and troll two. Yes, that is the that is what they call it in the American series. There's they're different. Like the movies are in different orders depending on what series you're looking yeah, at. Too, it's super confusing. Anyway, let's yep. just sorry. <laughs> let's, let's plug on plug along here. Uh, lastly, Shocking Dark uh, for director Bruno Mattei, again, and uh, co-writers Claudio Fregeso and Rosella Drudy. Their final and most notorious collaboration went beyond brazen plagiarism to become a fearless act of deranged genius. In this bravura, 
ripoff of both Aliens and Terminator, a team of badass marines, a tough female civilian, and an orphaned girl battle monsters beneath the Venice canals while being chased by an indestructible <laughs> killer cyborg. Have we mentioned the overwrought dialogue, over-the-top performances, and ultimate what-the-fuck twist, <laughs> twist ending? Uh, Goretta Goretta of Demons and Tony Lombardo of Rats, Knights of Terror, star in this schlockfest of awesome. Uh, actually released outside the U.S. as Terminator 2 and Alienators, and never before available in America, now scanned in 2K from the director's cut negative discovered in Rome, my in, buddy, a, in a Rome lab vault. My buddy Chris Jordan pre-ordered this, uh, and it says on their website, if you go to pre-order it, supplies last long enough until the cease and desist comes. Really? <laughs> That's actually what it says, no on, shit. That's what it says on their uh, website. That's wild. Pretty fantastic. All right, I'm going to keep going quick here because I have uh, three or four more. Cool. All right, uh, next up we've got the 1991 Rodman Flender-directed film The Unborn, making its Blu-ray debut on August 14th via Scream Factory. Uh, in The Unborn, a young wife suspects that a mysterious doctor has inseminated her with mutated sperm in an attempt to create a superhuman fetus. Unfortunately, there are extreme side effects. In the vein of its in the vein of It's Alive and Rosemary's Baby, this terrifying chiller also features early film roles in the careers of Lisa Kudrow and Kathy Griffin. Uh, also announced from Scream Factory is the classic 90s video game horror Brain Scan, available August 28th. Um, in Brain Scan, when Michael, hey, Michael, hey, a lonely teenager, hey, a lonely teenager, <laughs> orders the latest interactive video game. Hey, Thank you. <laughs> this is this is your life. The new high-tech wizardry wizardry penetrates. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> penetrates his subconscious, where his darkest impulses lead him through a deadly maze of murder, deception, and desire. Pursued by homicide detective and prodded by the trickster, who materializes into his room. Michael is torn between the worlds of good and evil, of reality and fantasy, and ultimately life and death. Uh, also from, surprise, Scream Factory. Scream Factory, Return of the Living Dead Part 2 is headed to Collector's Edition Blu-ray. This was only a matter of time. Yeah. Their, their first one, they did Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. That, that set is amazing. Is it? So good. Yeah. It's it's one of the better Blu-ray sets that you can get from Scream Factory. What's so fancy about it? They just put so much into it. Just There's so many extras, extras and stuff. The transfer looks amazing. There's a full length, like hour and a half long documentary on it. Like it's It's fantastic. <laughs> you have that one? Yeah. Uh, the re um, uh, the release will come with a slipcover that is guaranteed for three months after its original date and is for U.S. and Canada territories. Newly commissioned artwork by Graham Humphreys. Graham Humphreys also er, always does amazing work. Uh, that hits the shelf on August 14th. <coughs> no, uh, no extras yet, or uh, no, there's still yeah, specs and extras are still in production. Uh, last but not least, if you need a little something to hold you over until Meg hits the theaters this mm -hmm. summer. Uh, you might want to head out on July 3rd to grab a copy of Lamberto Bava's 1984 killer fish flick, Monster Shark, a.k.a. Devilfish, coming yeah. to you from Code Red in, associa in association with Kino Lorber. Uh, scientists attempting to avert ecological disaster run afoul of a monstrous sea creature, a genetically created hybrid of an octopus and a prehistoric proto-shark. I mean... <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. It's like the original Sharktopus. Kind of, yeah. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Sharktopus. <laughs> That's it for blues. What or else there, you got? Or there's the adult version. What? Octopussy? Sharktopussy. <laughs>
I got nothing. Shut up. Give, us, right, your, um, give us your last little last, bit of news uh, Last here. bit of news that goes along with what we're about to go into is uh, officially announced this week, A Quiet Place is getting a sequel. Oh. Shh. Shut up about it. A Quiet Place is getting a sequel. Sign it. The uh, writer. Sign, sign it to oh, me. Sorry. Um. That's, that's good, yeah. <laughs> yep, you know sign language for sure. <laughs> Right. Um, the writers have said that they have tons of footnotes that never made it into the original story they can uh-huh. go off on. They've been saying for the last couple of weeks there's so many more stories you can do with this. Um, so yeah, super awesome. We'll get into the, the whole Quiet Place stuff, but uh, we're getting a sequel, which is fantastic. I, I hope to God that uh, John Krasinski returns to direct. Yeah. I feel as though... Um, what? I, it's well, a long, I'm, that's a long pause. It's totally camp because yeah. he's dead. <laughs> There you go. There you go. <laughs> I was trying not to spoil it. And Jay just comes in with We the... already said spoilers. If you're listening to this... And Might you... as well start it off strong. There you go. There you go. But it's uh, about it's about the journey, man. <laughs> what was the metaphor you used earlier? He said it's about the destination. <laughs> if, you're, if you're going to... What, California. Oh, if you're going to California... It's all about getting there. And you know that the Grand Canyon's on your way, man. Just live it up. <laughs> Whatever your stupid analogy was earlier. <laughs> Drive slow, do drugs. All right. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna take a break. We're going to get silent and then come back and uh, tofu the shit. Boom! That was the news. Now we're gonna go do it. <laughs> Circle jerk, guys. We'll be back with some silence. Circle jerk. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks. A man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. All right, ready, player Set. one. Don't breathe. That's going to get real boring real quick. I wasn't yeah. ready for that. <laughs> All right, so the first movie we're talking about this week, guys, from 2016. Uh, we're going to go in order of release here. But uh, first movie we're talking about is called Don't Breathe, uh, directed by Fede Alvarez, uh, mm-hmm. who you would know uh, his debut was the Evil Dead remake, which was an utterly fantastic film. Um, I dare I say just as good as the original series, if not better. Better in terms of quality and everything else. Like it was, it was okay. Yeah. These nah. are these are times where we should have cameras <laughs> on us because it's like the, what did I just say? The, the the look that I just gave you and the look on your face as I gave you that look. It I, is perfectly it's just, at it, it was home shocking. In the it was shocking yes. for me to hear that coming from you. Is all. Hey, I'm not gonna say that. I. I I, I take it back. It's not. I'm not gonna say that it was better, but I just said that it was better. <laughs> I'm so. reevaluating my choice of words. It uh, it's just as good. It it fits. It's it, it's right at home with the original series. Shockingly, um, most times when you get remakes or revisions, whatever, right. they're just, they they don't even hold a, a candle. And this one it shines just as bright with the rest of the series. That's beautiful, right? Yeah. See, I just need, I need some time. <laughs> um, so off the heels of that, though, this was uh, Fede Alvarez's uh, next movie. It was also a ghost house picture, so it was uh, produced by Rob Tapert and Sam Raimi, uh, starring um, Jane Levy again, who was uh, Mia in the Evil Dead remake. She is now playing Rocky. <clears throat> Fine! <laughs> Fine! 
Ryan? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, um, just cute as a freaking. She really button. is. She is very. You, can, you can't say cute as a button for for every every person, but she is cute as a button. She's got. I don't it's know. those gigantic eyes. Yeah, oh, it's big fucking eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice fish. Big fucking eyes, but it's a nice fish. Uh, also starring uh, Dylan Minette, who plays uh, Alex, who is the the love struck kind of uh, friend, if you will. I can't. I I hate that kid, just because my Aaron Aaron watched that. Uh, I've, uh, Thirteen reasons or. 13 reasons why 13, 13 reasons why it was that know, it was that no. Netflix show about the girl who I never watched it uh left behind 13 tapes to tell why she killed herself or whatever because but... she watched that show <laughs> <laughs> is that it? <laughs> 13 episodes 13 reasons to kill herself I can tell you one reason I killed myself and it's cuz I watched this stupid show no he's just he's such a just a it's such an idiot in that show that I I forever don't like him. I haven't seen it, so I can't speak to it. I um, yeah. Also, you have Daniel uh, Zavato who plays Money, Money, Money. Maybe the greatest name yeah. ever in history, uh, <laughs> even though he's like the shittiest character. Why not? Um, oh, it's like it's so stereotypical. Like you got this. Like why do you have to? Well, why didn't they have what's his name playing it? Riff Raff. Why wasn't Riff Raff cast in that? Because that would have been amazing. <laughs> what is everybody's obsession with Riff Raff right now? I, I got I've nothing. got like I've got like three or four or five like Facebook friends who are all of a sudden talking about Riff Raff nonstop. I'm like, you mean the shitty white rapper with cornrows who like the, this is the guy that you're obsessed with right now? He's I awful. Mean, Mumble rap's popular, I so know, I, <laughs> well, I got I, I'll give him that. He's not mumble rap, so yeah. in in that way, he's better than most other rappers nowadays. But what the fuck? I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I got nothing. Um, the uh, the lead of the movie, the male lead at least of the movie, going to um, uh, Stephen Lang, oh, who is who plays the character of Cable. Oh wait, no, he should have <laughs> played. He should have played the character of Cable in Deadpool two. Who actually plays Cable? Josh Brolin. Don't get me wrong. Oh, that's I still, love Josh Brolin. Yeah. Stephen Lang though was was pushing for it, mm. and they didn't even entertain the oh, idea. Oh, he looks exactly he like looks the comic exactly book. Exactly yeah. like him. Yeah, should have been. And he plays an old guy. And Cable's an old guy. It, it makes perfect. Uh, don't right. even get me started on this. Uh, <laughs> well, Stephen might, Lang though plays the blind man. Yeah, he's been he's in, incredible. He's been in a ton of stuff. I, you might know him best from uh, Avatar. Mm-hmm. He was um he was like the. Uh, uh, the leader, Sar- the general yeah. in the Avatar, yep. such a badass. Like he's oh, just yeah. a man. He's a good actor and like very, very imposing when he's and on screen. In this like, movie, very yeah. blind, super, super blind. blind. Can't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> man, I can't see shit. <laughs> and that's what makes him even scarier because he's like, even though he can't see anything, and obviously, so his, all of his other senses are heightened. Mm-hmm. Which makes him even scarier, and like, man, he's just such he's a, a beast of a man too. Oh, man, oh. awesome! I, I I wouldn't want that guy coming at me, like even if he didn't have any legs, <laughs> like like. Just, just I got the, no legs. The, I fact, got no legs. the fact that he's just blind does not bring the terror factor down at all. Um, and just to look at him too, they made his eyes look so gnarly in this movie, especially like, in the night vision part. Like yeah. uh, there's a there's a part in that we'll we'll get into the synopsis in a second Speaking here. Of but eyes look like fish. His eyes look like a dead fish. <laughs> they kind of do. Really, they really yeah, do. It's horrible. But like no, there's a part in this movie where uh, where he turns out the lights on them because he doesn't need the light, mm-hmm. obviously, because he's blind. He knows his way around his own house, 
and every time they show him in the night vision, I don't know, they must have put like some really heavy, crazy contacts on they, him. They accentuated the look of his eyes. Like, like most, I mean, yes, I think when your eyes uh, go, they can get cloudy and whatnot, but they made, they accentuated like everything like crazy for this movie. I'm, I'm guessing, I, I don't know for sure, but if I, if you were to look at a blind person's eyes through night vision, that might be pretty, and his are, he's not just like blind because he has, because he had glaucoma or, yeah. or cataracts, like he's blind because he took shrapnel in the eyes. That's true. From, so they're even from more, a grenade. Yeah, so, so that's, it's even different. Yeah. yeah. So like his eyes are actually all now fucked up. Now I just feel like I was really offensive to people that went blind for other for reasons I don't stop talking <clears throat> don't be a dick <laughs> um so anyway this movie is about uh a girl named Rocky mm-hmm. who is hoping to walk away uh with a massive fortune so she and two other people break into a house of of a blind man who isn't as helpless as he seems no um now we we had talked about this movie on a past episode uh if you if you've been a listener uh, uh through the whole thing the original first batch of episodes we did before we had somewhat of a system down format. Um, you know, we would talk about if it was a movie, if it was an episode about werewolves, we would talk about seven or eight different werewolf movies. But we'd only spend maybe five minutes or so on each movie. Well, this that wasn't even this. This was, we used to do a thing where it was like what we watched. You're right, and it it was like separate from our topic for the week. So we would just spend like five minutes on random movies that we had watched over the week. Yeah. So we had we've talked about Don't Breathe before, but I literally. So if you've listened to that early episode, we might re-say some things. You know, it was uh, like episode different feel. We might have different feelings. Oh about yeah. it this time around. Who knows? It was like episode thirty. Yeah. And so we talked about it for. We've, just a we've done minutes, this so. with a couple other movies too, and uh, sure. those first like fifteen episodes or so before we had kind of like a, a system down. Uh, those movies are sort of fair game. We'll go back and re-listen. If we spent too much time on them, we won't do them again. But yeah. this one we felt like we could talk a lot more about, actually, in depth, uh, and get more out of it. So Plus, we couldn't think of any other movies that would fit well with <laughs> with our <laughs> Silence is Gold. Uh, maybe uh, we maybe had some Hush. Hush, Hush would be good. good. Hush was another one that we talked about in our very first episode. You're right. Which we, I'm sure we could do that one yeah. again. But I, um, I think on our very first episode, we also talked about 37 other movies. So we did. Who knows? And 37 dicks. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> so basically, you've got uh, you've got Rocky and her her boyfriend Money. 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 And uh, and and this guy who uh, he's clearly in love with Rocky, but he he kind of goes along with these. Uh, these nefarious things that they're doing to basically impress her basically to impress her but his also his dad they're taking advantage of him sort of his dad works for a security company so he has the keys to these houses that they're robbing and uh and and they're just you know they're small time crooks they just break in steal jewelry and stuff like that well they actually had a they actually had a code because they followed a certain code they couldn't get uh, caught for certain things. They never had weapons because once you have a weapon, it, it's like a, it's a whole different charge if they were to get caught. They didn't do. They um, never stole cash because then it would be uh, grand felony. grand larceny. Or grand larceny. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, so they, they just, never hurt anyone. They, the, defin- like, the definition of small time crooks, yes. basically. Um, but then uh, you you see a little bit of Rocky's home life and and it's shit. Mm-hmm. Like she lives with her mom, who's a bag of trash if you've seen the movie eight mile uh basically <laughs> she's the the female marshall mathers uh essentially with the younger uh yeah 
with the younger brother trying to get him out of the house, and, and her mom, uh, her mom is uh, dating a shitbag, Kim Basinger, <laughs> dating a yeah pile of shit. It's pretty much the exact same thing, actually. <laughs> um, so she wants she wants to get out of town, like she wants to head out to the West Coast and get her little sister out of there. And California, California, and they they decide they find out that this guy, uh, the blind man, as he's credited, uh, Stephen Lang that he's sitting on a big pile of yeah. cash from a settlement uh where his, uh from a court case where his his daughter was uh killed in the hit and run accident. And they basically settled out of court. He right. got a shit ton of money and the girl walked free. As right. you heard from our our intro this this uh this week. Right. And and so they they figured they figure that it will be a pretty easy job. He's he's a blind guy that, which they figure out as they're kind of casing the place. He lives alone in a very uh, secluded part of Detroit that's, like, all around him is blight. There's, like, houses that are just burnt out all around him. He's the only house on the block. So they figure it'll be an easy in-and-out job. I don't want to get too too far into this or whatever, but another classic example of Hollywood just shitting all over Detroit and making people think that if you go to the city, that's all you're ever going to see. Which we mentioned when we talked about we it did. before. I, I even like I I got pr- I got pretty into. I think we talked about the movie for eight minutes and about five of <laughs> yep. it. I was trying to tell people Detroit does not suck. That I would much. be remiss if I didn't bring it back up though for people that haven't listened to that. No, episode. it's necessary. Detroit's awesome. There are parts of it that are shitty, but yep. you go to Chicago and there's every parts big of, city right. has their 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 boroughs, if you will. Right. There's, I don't know if that's the right word for it, but, you know. No, not really. They're slums. They're slums. Every every big city has their outskirts slums. Right. It's true. And, unfortunately, Detroit, it does have a lot of that stuff, but it's mm-hmm. also, uh, like, the inner city, and, and, yeah. and it, the inner city's really cool, and it's working its way out toward toward the edges. It's, uh, it's a nice place. It's cool. It's fun. Yeah, and that being said, though, that being said... There are parts of Detroit that are real shitty. <laughs> well, yeah, we already they, said that. They are there, <laughs> um, but yeah, like it just—it's I don't know. And he lives in one of those shitty parts. Like yeah. it's just overgrown. No one thinks of Detroit for, oh, what's a what's a really cool up and coming city that we can show like a good nightlife type of thing. No one says Detroit. Well, it's just it's it's fun- always it's oh, funny, what's the like shittiest every, city we can imagine? It's funny like every time you see like if you were to go and watch a clip of this movie on uh, on YouTube. You go into the comments, and people who have never set foot in Detroit before in their entire lives are just like, "Oh yeah, well, the, the figures because you go to D- Detroit and you're you're basically asking asking to get shot or stuck with a needle or something." It's, no. like, it's not like that. You guys no. are idiots. Sorry. Um, and the thing is, is if you're uh, if you're if you're thinking that this is an actual portrayal snapshot of Detroit, I dare you to take that address and put it into um, Google Earth. Why? It's completely unchanged. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, they did nothing. That's it. It's part of the slummy area, whatever. Yeah. Like, so I guess I guess we can only say that much. But right. um, I find that interesting. They used an actual address on an actual street in Detroit. If you Google search it, you can find that exact house. Is it actually? It's Buena Vista yep. Street. Yep. Really? I forget I, the name. We, I forget what the address is. You can see it on the house though in the movie. We mentioned too an interesting fact. Uh, he, this guy lives on Buena Vista, which is Spanish for good sight. Yeah. Even though he's blind. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> no, not the in, the entire movie wasn't filmed in Detroit. Uh, parts of it were filmed in Hungary, mm-hmm. which is weird. I would. What do you think? It's just cheaper. The, it's cheap. Just cheaper to that's, make that's, movies. That's, that's exactly it. Right on. That's why they go to every other place but America <laughs> to, to film movies. Yeah. You know. 
Well, when the when was this film though? Because this wasn't this filmed around the time that we had the uh, the tax credits and stuff. Uh, twenty uh, came the, on twenty sixteen. It would have been twenty fifteen. Uh, it could have been around there. Uh, they, it's uh, still way cheaper. To they do might have it, put though. the kibosh on it by then. Actually, it's even even still, it's way cheaper to go to go Somewhere out of, out else, of the yeah. country. Yeah. yeah, for sure. But uh, anyway, back to the movie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so this the, so they decide to rob this guy's house or whatever, and they, uh, you know, they they get inside and they think everything's going fine. Here's here's the thing, if if you have the key to get into the house, which they did. And they get there and they realize, oh, there's like a thousand more locks on this house with bars all over the windows and everything else. That's when you turn tail and you walk away. Right. If it's not going to go exactly to plan, get the fuck out of there. Right. You're asking for trouble. And I and I have a I have a big problem with so they so they decide we're going in this place anyway. They find one window with no bars and they're like, all right, we can go through that window. I was kind of under the impression that they were going to be like, oh, like we just got lucky and we were able to slide the window open. They smashed the window out. Yeah. Uh, people who are blind, like I said earlier, their other senses are heightened because of that. Like I, but he had that TV playing in his room. Oh, I did have a TV playing. Pretty loud. Know, pretty still, loud too. So smashing a window is not a quiet affair, though. No, but if it was upstairs, if it was on a different floor, you have a TV playing in your room. I can believe that. Maybe. That's 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 a bit more believable. Sure, to me. why not? And um, I guess if he's if he's a war vet and he actually had a grenade blow up in his face, it stands to reason that he might have a bit of tinnitus or something like that. But that would if he did, then his hearing wouldn't be as good throughout the rest of the movie, though. That's true. A lot of, a lot of give and take here. Yeah. Who um, knows? <laughs> what, what <I laughs> it's like a about, movie, damn it. What I like what I like about this this flick is they um they did a lot of good with with what you're talking about the senses. Mm -hmm. You know, he just because he was blind, like you said, all the rest of his, his senses were heightened. So I don't think that he had any hearing loss or anything. Right. Because they they really they really um spent a lot of time on exactly that, like him concentrating with his ears. Like you can mm -hmm. see him, like almost looking around the house with his ears right you know it's kind of it's kind of a cool and there's even a there's even a few moments in the movie where he smells certain things yep he yep. can like sniffing stuff out and that's how he finds uh when they enter the house they all take their shoes off which is smart because then that way he can't hear them walking around even though in a house that old every single floorboard every, yeah. would probably creak. i get those you don't want your heels clanking on sure, the floor yeah. i get that but um, um but that's how he like initially like in our in our intro the one guy says, I'm the only guy in here. And uh, he ends up finding out that there's more people in the house because he's in the kitchen at one point and he smells something and he reaches down he finds that one guy's shoes, but in, at the same time he knocks uh, Rocky's her, her, boot her over. Boot over yep. And then he realizes that there's more people in the house. Yep. And then that's when he... And then the game is afoot. Then the game is afoot. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and that's this is basically where the movie takes off, though. Like it, It's basically cat and mouse throughout this old, decrepit house Whew. for the next hour and a half. This movie and is so intense. It really, really is. It's um, crazy. I'll tell you this, though. The, the blind man turns out to be a real shitty person and and what he and what he does they we said spoilers already so last warning if you haven't seen it but right. um they get into the basement because they think the money's down there and they, no, no they, they think that's their one way to escape they already took well, the money they tried to get to the they originally were trying to get into the basement because that's where they thought the money was right they found the money yes the basement was going to be their way to escape and then the blind man found the money and he shot him in the face <laughs> <laughs> oh, riff riff <laughs> We should shoot Riff Raff. That'd be nice. Um, <laughs> sorry, Riff. Uh, so, <laughs> sorry, Riff. 
<laughs> no, no, you're on first name, first name, first name basis with Riff. Um, so they end up finding, though, that this guy's way more fucked up than just being a crazy army vet blind guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a woman shackled in, like, an old, like, army parachuting getup uh, in the basement. And you don't know why. And there's a lot of there's a lot of twists and turns in this movie because uh-huh. at first you think, oh, he's just this innocent old man who they're taking advantage of, and then you find out, oh, he's not so innocent because he can fight and he knows what he's doing. <laughs> so there's one twist, and then another twist comes when you see this girl shackled up in the basement, and then there's yet another twist on top of that, to where I said this when we talked about it in episode thirty, it. What he does is terrible, and mm-hmm. it's very, very, it's very wrong. Yep. But it makes him slightly more of a sympathetic character. Well, I actually have that in my notes. For as shitty as he is, I cannot help but feel empathy for him right. because he's. Like, you would never do what no, he did, God, but no. but you, in some fucked up way, you understand why he's doing it. Yeah, I don't even like to keep mine in tissues, let alone keep it in a in a jar in a in a, in a refrigerator. <laughs> Gross. That's, wait, is that not what we're talking about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he, he basically, you basically find out that he's yeah, the the woman that's chained up in the basement. Uh, she's gagged, so she can't talk to them. But she shows them uh, they're trying to escape, and and uh, the kid, uh, whatever his name is, I can't remember what his name was. Um, oh, um, uh, Alex. Alex. He's like, no, Rocky. We, we'll tell the cops she's here. They'll come back for her. We got to get out of here. Yeah. And then she she runs over and shows them a newspaper clipping of a story about a missing girl. And the missing girl is the woman who had hit the blind man's daughter and yep. killed her. And so now they know that he kidnapped. I don't know how he did it, but he kidnapped the woman who hit his his daughter. And they don't really and, explain that. No, they don't. But uh, and I guess I I don't really. He's got friends. That's that's the best thing I can say. And. They've been talking about making a sequel to this, and I we we talked about this last night after Which, we watched it. There's a lot of it. holes, though. There's, We're there's like, a how, lot of holes how could he that. do all this stuff, and and how could they possibly make a sequel? And that's one of the things you said. We'll get to that he's, at the end. We'll he's get... he's an old army vet. Maybe he's got friends who are willing to do Maybe. some crazy things but for him. There's other holes though in the whole sequel story that wouldn't make sense either. We'll get to that at the end. Though. Sure. Just yeah. Remind me to get back there. But um, so they end up trying to help her, and uh, you know he. As, as you heard in the, the intro, he basically, you took my daughter, so you're going to give me another daughter. Mm-hmm. And so he turkey bases her and inserts himself. and Not yeah. himself. Well, 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 the, he, well he, sort, he, sort of himself. He inseminates her with a <laughs> yeah. turkey baser. And the idea is, you took my daughter, so I'm going to keep, I'm going to hold you captive until you give me a new daughter. Yeah. Uh, and then you'll get your life back. And then I'll set you free, which that doesn't still make doesn't make any sense. If you set her free, then she's just gonna sick the cops on yeah, you. Yeah, you know? there's a bit of a hole there. Sure. Then again, though, but maybe he, maybe he's, he's just, crazy just yeah, enough. maybe like he's, he's just nuts. Like yeah, he, which it sounds like he is. I mean, anybody that that loses their daughter and that flip just switches in their head. Yeah, they're not thinking straight. Yeah, it's just cracked. Like, yeah, absolutely cracked. Mm-hmm. And that's what this. I think that's what this whole thing is. He's empathetic because I can see a normal person being so guilt-stricken mm-hmm. and, and just grief so bad that you, you do things that just don't make sense. You just lose your mind. And and kidnapping somebody saying, you're going to give me a daughter mm-hmm. is, it sounds like textbook just psychosis. Like, right. it's crazy, you know? Right. And, um, and yeah, I, th- I think that's exactly what it was. So I feel bad for him as a person because 
I feel bad that he got to this place in his life, like that he lost everything, that he is a broken down shell of a man, and he's just acting on instinct at this point. Yeah. Um, well, really like, strong, it... muscular instinct. <laughs> but but yeah. Um, and that's like like we keep reiterating like that doesn't uh that doesn't make what he does right like it's Mm -hmm. still it's it's a terrible thing like but it is really sad at the same time like one of the one of the things that struck me is when they first uh they decide that they're gonna do this job with him still in the house and money says i'll get a a chlorobomb or something like Mm -hmm. that like he basically has a, a water bottle filled with a chemical pours another chemical into it, punches a hole in it that releases some kind of noxious yeah. gas that'll keep him asleep for a while. And uh, when he first walks into his room, he's got old family videos of his daughter when she was just like, you know, yep. f- like four or five years old, sitting there playing. And like, that kind of broke my heart, you know? And and this is before you know what he's done with the other girl down in the basement. Yeah. So you really just kind of... He's a broken man. Yeah, he's just, just like a grieving man who misses his baby girl, mm-hmm. which sucks. But uh, but doesn't excuse him for what he does. No. I mean, maybe a little bit, but no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, it's funny. Money puts that... Uh, he puts that chlorobomb in there, and it does nothing to the blind man, which just makes me think that Money's just a fucking idiot and just doesn't know what he's doing <laughs> and just didn't mix the chemicals right, I'd be is, inter- my, is my guess. I'd be interested to... Well, he said, I'll get one, so maybe it, it made me think that he didn't make it himself. Like, maybe he just knew somebody who could make it for him. Oh, or maybe. Maybe they didn't make it strong enough. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know what it was. He doesn't... Like, with the, he doesn't money doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that's very chemically inclined though. So doesn't who really knows? St- he, he might have just put an Alka Seltzer in a bottle <laughs> and <laughs> that could have been yeah, it. that'll do the trick. At least he's not gonna have a stomachache the rest of the Um but getting so to tie this into the theme this week though, a lot of this movie is just silence. It's yeah. it's them trying to be as quiet as as physically possible uh-huh. to work their way around this house while he's basically pac-manning around the house and they're the ghosts right. you know like essentially what they're trying to do to yeah. keep away and um it's like every turn that they get they just it, he's there like they can't get away from this they guy. do they do some of these like uh, what are what almost amount to jump scares but they're not really jump scares it's like he knows the lay of his house so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like a, a blind person sets up their house, sets up the furniture in a way that they know their way around the house and they know the number of paces that they need to take mm-hmm. in every direction to get around their house. And so there will be these scenes where you've got like a really tight close-up of somebody's face and they're moving down a hallway or something. Yeah. And then the camera will just zoom out really quick and he's walking quickly behind them yeah which is scary as hell it's almost like a jump scare i would say that it is a jump scare. It, yeah it is a jump I, scare but it's he's not walking at them to attack them because he doesn't know that, he doesn't care he doesn't know they're there i even knew you were coming up behind me got him justin just scared me um it's no, it, like he like those parts where he's just moving so fast yeah, through the hallway as to where he's laser focused yeah he knows where but he's he going. doesn't know that they're there it's like for some reason that makes it even scarier i don't know i don't know why it's like it's a a bizarre feeling but uh or or just like all right he's so silent walking around his house too where there will be times when uh there's at one point um they open a door 
and then they turn back to kind of like signal to each other and then Rocky turns back around to that open door and he's just standing yep. in the door Yep. but he doesn't know they're there so he's just standing there like scanning the room like looking back like you said he's almost looking with his ears like he's uh-huh. scanning the room with his ears to see if he can hear anything or smell like anything radar it's, or something yeah like that. It's, it's pretty messed up uh there's, there's a scene where he's going in to replace the broken window in the bathroom where they originally broke in at mm-hmm. and alex is just sitting underneath the sink a foot away from him and it's, yeah. like, it's so tense because it's like is he gonna know that he's there like oh, holy shit <laughs> well and then and watching that like rocky gets out her she's hiding in a closet at the time and rocky gets out her phone to text him mm-hmm well, the blind man is still in the bathroom with Alex. If that phone like, would have gone oh, off, if that yeah. phone would have gone off, you're dead. Yep. See, I would have been screwed at that point because if I'm hurtled underneath, the guy already smelled shoes mm-hmm. from being quite far away from them, yeah. the other side of the room. Right. If I'm sitting next to him, trying not to be seen, I'm going to be sweating like crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that dude's going to to smell some perspiring. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> or or me shitting my pants. He'll probably <laughs> smell that. But um, yeah, I'd be I'd be screwed in this movie, hands down. But um, well, and there's a there's like a uh, they go into this situation the way they've gone into all the other situations, not really wanting to commit any sort of really crimes. major crimes. So they think that they can just kind of get out of it. Like money thinks he can talk his way out yep. of it. That ends up in him like getting his head blown off. Well, he and brought then, a gun, which was against their rules, right? And uh, so it it makes it it makes it that much more intense because you know that they don't want to hurt him or anything like that because that'll it'll make you know they don't want to murder him or anything like that because then that makes them murderers and they're just trying to get out of the house with the money. If they would have just if they would have just decided right right from the get go. Like once Waste he started attacking, yeah, yeah, there was Mo- a lot movie of, would have ended right there. But there they, were a lot of uh, times. I know they probably just didn't want to. Well, there were a, a lot of times they could have taken him out, right? Though, you know, it's almost like a the uh, the Batman thing, yeah, like where he won't kill his adversaries. Yep, you know, kind of. So it kind of leaves you at a disadvantage if you're not willing to kill somebody. That means they're always gonna. Con- they're always going to be able to continue to come back at you. There was a point in time in the beginning of the movie, too, when he realizes that his money's gone, uh-huh. where the blind man actually did give up. He thought they were gone and out of the house. Right. He thought he lost them. That's when he discovers her very, boots. And he's very vulnerable right. at that point. Mm-hmm. So you do see another side of that guy before he goes crazy again. You do see the side of him that where he's just defeated again, you know? And, um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I think he might be the most... Like, Rock is a very uh, sympathetic character, too, because she's just trying to get enough money to get her and her sister out of out, out of Dodge, right. basically, go to California. So she's sympathetic in that she's not doing it from a selfish point of view. She's doing it because she needs to. Like, she has to get somebody she loves out of a shitty situation. Right. So she's very sympathetic, too. But honestly, like I said, I can't help but feel uh, sympathy for the, for the blind man. I think he's the true... Like tortured soul of the movie. Yeah, you know. But even then though the, he's the bad but guy. But then the things that he does, I like. Then the things that he does are, are hey, just so. He never forced himself on anybody. He never. <laughs> I'm just saying, he had a code to live by. Still, uh, when you when you he he, <laughs> when he he put it like that. <laughs> so he he ends up accidentally shooting the girl who he had uh, captive in yeah. his basement. And uh, and he's really upset about that, and so he takes Rocky and he he 
uh, ties her up and says, well, she was supposed to give me a baby, so now you're going to give me a baby. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'm not a rapist, so I'm not going to force myself upon you. That's when he says, that's when you see that he's going to do the turkey baster on her. That is still rape. (laughs) If you you shove a turkey baster inside of somebody and pump them full of jizz, that's rape. Yeah, actually, I'm I'm pretty sure that... Um, the actual definition, like courtroom definition, is just un- unwanted penetration. Forceful penetration, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't matter what it is. Right. You're still um, a rapist, sir. Just ask Bill Cosby. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Bill Cosby. Had to be said. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> now you see. <laughs> this is not what happened. I put the jizz in the pudding pops. <laughs> this is what I put it in the simple set. Oh, we got to move on. <laughs> oh, my God. So, um, yeah, so Rocky now is strung up. She is going to basically be the new carrier of his child. Right. Um, as, again, as you any, heard. Any, any promises are, again, I'll let you go, which still makes no sense. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you let her go, she's going to go to the cops. Yep. I don't um, understand. So fast forward fast forward to the end here. They get away. Uh, she, she barely gets away. Alex gets dead and <laughs> and she she barely barely gets away no thanks to Cujo large in part yeah and um he has a Rottweiler that is uh and she she she's quite, actually pretty genius at the end quite of the useful movie. yeah yeah she straps him in a car in a pretty genius way yeah I don't think it would actually work but then spends way too much time laying on the ground before she gets up and tries to run yes. again yeah just get up um, and run. So here's how they said. We talked. I said that when we got to the end of this, so we were talking about the sequel and how there's holes in the sequel. Yeah. So the the you think that the blind man is dead at the end. Turns out he's not. She's in the uh, airport or bus station. Bus station. I think. Uh, to leaving with her sister, and she sees on the news that army veteran attacked in his home. Uh, two dead burglars are in the house. So and she, he lies to the cops. He lies to the cops. He says that there was only these two intruders. Yeah. He managed to kill them. And they didn't steal anything, yeah. which is false because Rocky got away with like a million, a million dollars. Yeah. Um, so here's why this wouldn't work, though. Why? So cops came to the house and they found him down in the bottom in the basement. Yeah. Practically dead. Right. They're gonna search the house. They're gonna find his torture room. Right. They're gonna find a whole bunch of semen all over the place. They're gonna find. A whole bunch of proof that this guy was a nut job. Right. He ain't going free. Right. They're going to find a body, Money, who was shot in the head and dead, but then also has a post-mortem stab wound, mm-hmm. which is going to be extremely suspicious. They're going to find, you know, all this other stuff in the house. Like, why did, why did the, if this was just, uh, if this was just a, a, a regular robbery, you know, self-defense, why did he put a bag over Money's head, drag him to another room and stash him in the corner? Right. There's so many things about what the cops are going to find and the forensics team are going to find in that house that there's no way in hell yeah. that guy would be going free to do anything in the future. Right. So, Even if he ended up going free eventually, he'd be tied up in court for like Years. Yeah, it just it and did, he'd be kept in jail for a while. Yeah, it, it just it just honestly wouldn't make sense for him to be on the outside to the for there to be a sequel. So I'm very no, interested in how they're going to do this. They've said that it's been in production for quite a while, right? Sure. I, do you think it's actually going to happen? Who knows? Maybe, maybe. I especially, think, especially with this the renaissance of horror right now, I can see the studio saying we already pumped a bunch of money into this. Let's put it out and I, make a buck. I think I don't know. Like, you know? To me, I think they should just leave it alone. But how long did it take for the Strangers sequel to come out? 
That's true. You know, so yeah, I think I just don't possible. understand how they're going to get through all the the holes. You know, I don't know. The Ghost House is more interested in rebooting the reboot of a Japanese one of the Grudge. So <laughs> who knows if this is going to come out? But yeah. um, I hope they don't because if they have him back, I, yeah. And the synopsis actually, I'm pretty sure, is him tormenting other people. Right. So why would you? It's just I don't know. Unless it's unless well he he heard. Uh, he heard Rocky call Alex by his name, and he heard Alex call Rocky by her name. So he knows at least that he knows the names of those two people. I guess. Uh, when they were down in the basement, when they yelled, they were yelling to each other in the dark. So maybe he could kind of follow those leads sure. to figure out who they were, well, and then torment her family to find out where she went. But I don't, I don't know. And on top of it, though, on top of everything else, her fingerprints are all over everything in that house. Oh yeah. Well, but unless she has any prior arrest, she wouldn't be in the system. I got fingerprinted when I was like three going to a, a, a city fair thing where it was fun to get finger, fingerprinted. <gasps> that's how they get you. It is. That's exactly how they get you. <laughs> Do you think they wouldn't actually... They, fingerprints so, don't change. So I've done the same thing. Like it, it was at, uh, at Safetyville or yeah, some shit yeah, like exactly that. Yeah, exactly what it was. Where yeah. the cop shows you, oh, this is how the we dare the dare officers there and everything. Yeah, but they're not. They're, they don't. They <laughs> yes. don't. They don't put you in the system. Why wouldn't they? Because there's that, no reason I to think, think they wouldn't. I think it would be illegal. No, it wouldn't. You're giving. You're you're doing it freely. There's no reason to think that that you're not in the system after. There's no point in you not going into the system after that. I don't think. I don't think. Well, so. they did something like that when we were young at a blockbuster video. They mm -hmm. had a thing for kids where you get to go in there and they put you in front of like this backdrop and they like you say your name, your address, and that. And that way, if you end up become ever become kidnapped or a missing person, they uh, they have a video to put out for you. And they did some fingerprinting and stuff like that. However. As a legally licensed carrying person, when mm -hmm. I had to go get my uh, permit years back, they uh, they took the fingerprints because there was none on record. Oh, oh really? See? So they didn't actually put them on record. Maybe it's... Mm, Maybe, I don't know. I don't Maybe know. What's the, the point of taking them then? Sounds like Blockbuster didn't do their damn job. <laughs> <laughs> unless, unless they actually just keep the physical... Cards? Yeah, the physical cards, and then like if they needed to, they could reference them later. By name or something like I that. I don't think that Maybe, they would actually but... like enter them into the system, though. Oh, uh, still, her fingerprints are all over. They're gonna know there was somebody else there. Put it that way. Sure, but is, is I guess the point. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't. Like I said, I I think you need to have a prior in order to really be identified by your fingerprints. Mm, fair enough. That's just what um, I'm saying. Okay, that's what that's, I'm going uh, with. That's don't breathe. That uh, is fantastic that is flick. Breathe. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, uh, why are you listening to this? But uh, go see it. <laughs> and. Uh, it's not on Netflix or anything anymore. It was on Netflix, yeah. And don't off. rent it because it's it's more expensive it's like 12 to rent. Bucks. <laughs> I think you can only buy it on Vudu. It's like twelve bucks. Go to Best Buy and buy the Blu-ray for ten bucks. That's yeah. what I did. So yeah, that's it. That's it. So let's uh, let's move on to a quiet place. Yeah. Once again, this is not spoiler free. We're gonna talk about the whole movie, everything. So. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, the and that's the movie. <laughs> So uh, let's do it. Uh, before we get into it, though, um, can you uh, can you can you hit the surf for me on the big wave and <coughs> golden me a beer? Well, shower him with the golden <laughs> beer. There it is. For uh, shower me with that golden lager. <laughs> for our for our for our topic today, you should have asked me if I could as quietly as possible get a beer out of there. <laughs> see if I could do it without getting in. Can you right now? Huh? Let me see. How quiet. Shh. 
No. All right. Um, so, A Quiet Place, which came out, like, what, three weeks ago? Uh, yeah, something like that. Something like about that. About a month. Directed by John Krasinski. Uh, I'm, I'm actually... Go ahead, because I'm looking it up here. Oh, uh, directed by John Krasinski, who you would know from The Office. Uh, he played Dale. Dale. Right? That was his name? Dale? <laughs> no. Yes. Jim. I actually, I actually didn't watch The Office. So You're stupid. I know, right? I'm a stupid person. Yes, you are. Uh, so, uh, directed by Jim from The Office, starring... <laughs> Uh, Jim from The Office's wife, Emily Blunt. In real life. Had no idea they were married in real life until the press for this movie came out. There was, he was, uh, so he was out doing, doing, uh, Emily press, Blunt. press for, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lucky Jim. Uh, he was you out think, doing. Huh, do you think he's ever been like, I'll be right back, I gotta go do a blunt. <laughs> <laughs> you think he's ever no. done it? Uh, if he wanted to sound like the dorkiest pothead ever. <laughs> hey, you guys want to come over and do a blunt later? <laughs> You guys want to smoke some drugs? <laughs> Are you a cop? <laughs> um, no, he was out doing press for uh, for this movie, and uh, he told a pretty funny story on one of the late night shows. Mm-hmm. Who's uh, Jim, Fallon. Jimmy Fallon or something yeah. like that? And he Fallon. said uh, he said he was going over to to Europe to visit his wife, oh. <laughs> and he he got uh, into customs. And the English, the, like the English customs officer, was asking, like, "So, what are you doing here?" He's like, um, "Well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in town. I'm here to work or something like that." And he's like, "What do you do?" Uh, I, I'm an actor. He's like, "You been anything that I would know?" And he's like, "Well, I was in the American remake of The Office." And he's like, "Well, and right there, already this English yep. guy's going, oh, so you, you're in this show that you redid what we already did perfectly." <laughs> and then he's like, "Okay, what are you doing here?" He's like, well, I'm going to visit my wife. And he's like, uh, what does she do? She's also an actress. Anybody I would know? And he goes, uh, her name is Emily Blunt. <laughs> and he's like, the guy just looked at me and goes, you. <laughs> you married Emily Blunt. <laughs> you. <laughs> and he just goes, he picks up the stamp and goes, <laughs> get out of here. He was just so, so beside himself <laughs> that this big gumpy american was married he is to kind of a dork beautiful emily blunt guy is kind of a dork i, l- I like him a lot he's so cool he was great in chuck um so also <laughs> <laughs> they actually play on that in uh later seasons of uh, the office. of the office yeah. the fact that he looks like zachary he Levi. looks exactly like zachary he does Levi. look quite a bit like um him. okay so starring emily blunt and john uh, krasinski he um he directed starred and uh wrote the story i believe I think he the, the script was already written before you know, it was given to him, mm-hmm. and I think that he came in and uh, rewrote certain story aspects. So he does he did have a writing credit as well. Um, you had um, Millicent Simmons uh, or Simmond Simmons huh? Simmons Simmons. It's just Simmons. It's just Mike. weird. It's it's it's, it's it, it looks weird. Huh? Simmons okay. <laughs> plays plays the, their daughter Reagan, and uh, Noah Joop uh, plays Marcus, <laughs> their uh, son. <laughs> Marcus Abbott, their son, and yes. then uh, Cade Woodward, who plays Bo Abbott. A.K.A. For, the problem child that gets everybody killed. For a, for a short period of time. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's probably a good thing he went. Survival of the fittest, right? I saw that coming, <laughs> and I was upset about it from the, the moment. Because in the trailers, you see, like, or, or, or even clips, like, that was the clip that they would show to kind of hype the movie. Sure. And... You see the kid, he's got a spaceship, and he's and it starts making noise, and you just see, uh, what the hell's the dad's name? 
What's uh, John Krasinski's oh, uh, name? Lee. Lee. You Which see they don't just, actually say any of no, their they names don't say any in the names. entire movie. Yeah, he right, just right. is sprinting back toward the kid, and they cut it out right before the monster yep. gets into frame. And I'm like, I, so I went into it. I leaned over to Aaron. I was like, that kid's really cute, but don't get too attached to him. <laughs> <laughs> and then like two minutes later, he's gone. Like, well, but he you was? needed that scene early on, though. What's that? You needed that scene in there early. Oh, on. sure. Absolutely. It sets yeah. the stage for to show that to come it, after. it doesn't matter what it is, who it is that. You right, know, they're they're gonna get you if you right. if you make a sound, yeah. you're dead. And can you imagine, like Emily Blunt, like she's standing there, she can't do anything because she can't make a sound, she can't scream for him. Right, like, she has to basically stand there, paralyzed in fear, not making a sound while she watches her baby get Ugh. swept away. Yeah. Um, Which, how old was that kid, by the way? Yeah, like in, in the movie. In the, yeah, in the movie, thirty-five. I don't know. And uh, I would say he's probably seven. Four, no, no, four, four, that? four or five. Four or five. Uh, probably five. Right. It, it seems like I mean, I it it sucks that it happened in there, but it seems like at that age you would like if you know this fear that you're gonna die if this doesn't happen. Like, you would know. You would. Maybe, yeah. I, but maybe he well, hadn't seen firsthand what actually happens you know right like he just knows that his family is very quiet all the time and but he knows the danger though he he's lived this practically his you know well, well not, not, no, not really way. because he, if you say if he, if he is five years old the beginning yeah. of the movie takes place 89 days after the right. first occurrence so it hasn't so, been that long it's been no. a couple months right well and uh, maybe yeah you're right maybe he hadn't seen it maybe, yeah true maybe he wasn't exposed to it right uh that's true i, I would have i like I, I sympathized a lot with Lee in this movie. Like I would never want to resent one of my kids, but it, after that, it would be so hard. Because yeah. in the beginning of the movie, it basically starts off with uh, they're sneaking around town, they're getting supplies and stuff like that, and this little kid—they're in the grocery store. Yeah, this little kid finds a spaceship, and you just see Lee, like, looks at him, and everybody starts looking at this little kid, and they—you don't see what he's got yet, and then he like sneaks over to him. And gently grabs this spaceship away from him because he knows that it makes noise. And yep. he pulls the batteries out, sets it aside, and tells the kid. It was like and defusing a bomb. Right. Yeah. Exactly. He was so like stressful not to hit a button and pull the batteries yeah, out. Yeah, like, exactly. And if it were me, I would not have set batteries up on a counter where they can roll off. I, I, that's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe be a smart kid and don't grab the batteries after your dad took them away from you for a reason. Just. But that's that but that's what I was that's what I was gonna say. Like I, I so they go they leave, and uh, the the oldest daughter grabs the spaceship and hands it to the kid. The kid w- and then she walks out. She doesn't know that the kid grabs the batteries, and the kid manages to somehow put the batteries back in by mm-hmm. himself. I would have a like man. I'd have a and they even play they even play into this a little bit later on in the movie. But I would have such a hard time forgiving her for that you know yeah i mean why couldn't they have just given him the kid why couldn't they have given him the spaceship without the batteries though yeah that's just pull right. out the prongs so that he could never put any batteries back in right that's all you had to do the rest of the toys don't make any sound and why would you leave the batteries there i have to imagine they could have used those batteries <laughs> at the house that's true <laughs> <laughs> why would you just leave them there <laughs> i uh, yeah but you know most things that operate on batteries make noise though, flashlight right? oh yeah that's true <laughs> I don't know. I'm not thinking straight. Radio, perhaps. <laughs> um, um, so, yeah, anyway, you've got this, you know, that tragic event that, that happens. And that sets the stage, though, for the, the entire flick, though. Yeah. From this point out, now the other two kids have seen 
firsthand exactly what happened. So right. they're they're smart enough to be silent, even right. even if they're upset, even if they're mad. Like they're they're smart enough at this point. It was it was a family bonding thing that really <laughs> happened. <laughs> and that's another that like remaining silent in that moment. How hard would that be? You just watch your kid get like taken by this thing, mm-hmm. and you know, you, you know, like your a parent's reaction to that kind of thing is yeah. just screaming, mm-hmm. and he can't make a he can't make a noise like yeah. that's, Oh, that's fucked up. Did you notice in the um, in the supermarket where they were uh, where he found the spaceship and they were getting their supplies or whatever the, the medicine for one of the other sons? Mm-hmm. Um, on the shelf, there was a shit ton of potato chips. Because they hadn't been touched, because it would make too much noise to open them. It was like the one thing that was on the shelf that wasn't picked over. Like every, everybody had, <laughs> yeah, picked over all the canned goods and everything, but left the potato chips. Yep. <laughs> Which I gotta be honest with you, if it was me, you very easily just knife open the top of those. You can totally eat potato chips without <laughs> crunching on them, okay? Uh, just suck them. Why would you? they ew. get soft. No. <laughs> why would you want to suck on a potato chip, though? That's gross. I, it hey, sounds man. sexual. <laughs> In a weird suck, way. I suck don't know. on a potato chip. I can suck on worse things. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, so after that happens, you uh, you skip ahead about a year in the story. And uh, uh, they've got... They're set up on this farm. I have to imagine... I like They must have lived in, a, in an area that was... Pretty rural to begin with. Well, it was rural, but uh, they must have lived in a state where it was. It probably stayed warm most of the year, don't you think? Oh, maybe they didn't really define where they were at. They so. didn't. No, they didn't really talk about that. But uh, I'll say Iowa. You would. You would think that you would want to, because I. I mean, like, you. If you're. If you're living in a place with snow, snow crunches during mm-hmm. the winter, and ice crunches, and also they set up. They pour sand. Everywhere they go, they have like sand trails so that they can walk barefoot. Where so do they, they don't get the make sand any... from. Um, I mean, you can from a tractor supply store or something like that. You, you can get bags of sand, bags of sand. It was a ton of sand. Yeah, yeah. They, they weren't near a beach or anything like that. It and it wasn't. Like, so. And it was enough sand to where it was deep enough to where they didn't make any noise when they walked on it. Mm-hmm. So that must have been a shitload of sand. <laughs> One of the. So hold on, before we move on with the movie. We need to talk about our movie-going experiences. Oh, my God. Fuck. I Should I go first since I saw it first? I th- yeah, let's go in order that we saw right, it in. So, so I, I've yet to be in a theater when a movie's playing where for the majority of the movie, you can hear the audience in the movie next to you. Yeah. Um, they weren't playing a very loud movie. I heard some people had experiences where the movie playing was you know loud action movie and that just really takes away from your experience right. in, in your film. You wouldn't um, want to put the new Jumanji next to, <laughs> next to <laughs> no, um, and, and it was uh, it was cool because the, in the first little bit, I was staying so quiet and barely breathing, and everyone in the theater was to where I almost got a little panic attacky because I'm trying to stay super quiet. Like I didn't want, I had to clear my throat at one point, and I'm like, I can't. I have to wait till music comes in or yeah. something. And uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. So you had a pretty good experience. Uh, mine was, mine was a little worse. I, uh, I felt like not everybody got the memo about, cause that's, that's what I've been hearing or, or reading reviews and stuff like that. Everybody's like, everybody, it's, it's almost like everybody was a team. Like we all knew that we had to stay quiet because you get so sucked into the story and the characters that you want to stay quiet with them. Uh, just as like a, like solidarity. Mine was a little bit different. I had, uh. 
up uh, or behind us one row and off to the right there was a girl who for some reason every time it got super quiet she thought it was funny so like you could hear her every time it got really quiet you could hear her just going <laughs> and then one time she actually burst out laughing and she apologized to the theater she goes i'm so sorry I'm like don't be sorry just shut the fuck up and <laughs> and then our friend pj we went to see this with pj and nicole and uh, he, I had to, I had to lean over and tell him to shut up at one point in time. I've never seen anybody do this before, <laughs> and I told him this after the movie. He had a bag of popcorn, and and Aaron was sitting next to me, and she kept eating popcorn, and I would be like, "Stop eating popcorn," <laughs> and, and and then PJ would pick up his bag of popcorn like every twenty seconds and cover the opening of it and shake the bag of popcorn. <laughs> I don't know if he was trying to like redistribute the salt or something like that. I've never seen anybody do it. I've, I've like I've seen people shake their bag of popcorn, but he was doing it literally every 20 seconds. Was he basically using it like a macarena or 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 a I leaned over at one point. I don't know if he heard me or not, but I leaned over at one point and I go, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> and then at the end of the movie like we're we're sitting there just kind of like taking it all in. And then I leaned over to him. I was like, dude, I was about to slap you in your fucking mouth. Seriously, because I, I, every 20 seconds, I was like, stop that. But then the chick kept laughing. And the one, there was some dudes sitting at the end of our aisle. And the guy finally turned around. And he's like, can you ladies please be quiet? And and they were like, sorry. And then they were pretty quiet for the rest of the yeah. show. So. I wish that was my experience. Yeah, tell us oh about yours. Oh my god, <laughs> you so had the worst one I out saw, of all of us. I saw it yesterday. The, uh, I saw it right after work. It was like five fifteen showing. I, I I left work a little bit early so I could make the showing. And uh, roommate Jen came with me, and we're sitting in the theater. And there was maybe I would say twenty people in the theater. <laughs> it wasn't a packed showing uh, at this point. Um, five of them were children. Like a, how ba old? a baby and four toddlers. <laughs> Literally a baby? Literally maybe less than a year old. Really? Uh, talking and crying throughout the whole movie. <laughs> Mama! Uh, oh my God. I've never wanted to punt a child more <laughs> in my entire life. And then you had, and then apparently every fucking person in that theater decided to save their gifts from Christmas and open them all at the same time <laughs> in the theater because it just sounded like tissue paper ripping nonstop throughout the entire fucking movie. I, I looked at Jen so many times. I go, I'm gonna fucking kill these people. <laughs> and then there's this there's this super super intense scene at the very end, where um, spoilers, uh, John Krasinski's character uh, gives himself up so that the kids can live. Mm -hmm. And it's it's building and building and building. And they sign this beautiful thing or whatever. And there's this moment. I'm like gripping the seat watching this because I'm so into it. Like I get really really into movies. Yeah. I get that not everybody does, right. but. I'm like in the moment and everything else. And the monsters come and he screams and the monsters come attack him. And then somebody in front of me just starts bursting out laughing. I'm like, I, I, I just, I hate humanity. Like <laughs> I've never wanted the alien invasion to come more and just enslave people so that this would never happen again. <laughs> like, I was so pissed. I was so incredibly Pissed. Well, because you hear about, I mean, like, you hear so about bad. all these other people who had these really amazing experiences yep. where it was like, I've never been in a theater so quiet before, like you, Jay. Yep. 
and that's not for the most part mine was like that for many many quiet so parts bad. of the movie it was like that but there was you know the popcorn shaking at certain parts oh i, I got the kid over in it. front of us the kid in front of us who i turn who, who turns out at the end of the movie we realized he's not a kid he was more like an adult he kept standing up and he had a blindingly white shirt on mm-hmm. he kept standing up and walking down the aisles talking to his kids and stuff <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, uh, jeez. Yeah. So fun, that was my experience with fun it. Fun times. Who takes kids to a movie like that, by the way? I I, I don't know. Like I I understand like uh There's not going to be any foul language. <laughs> I mean that's, that's true. true. That's really true. true. I I I can understand like uh nurturing the next generation of horror uh horror fans. Do that in your house. I'm super into that. Well, it's no. There was actually a, a woman on uh, Twitter who said, "I'm so glad that my kids begged me to take them to this movie because it was one of the best movies I've seen in a long time." And blah blah blah. But her kids are budding horror fans. Sure, you know, so, so they, they knew. It, so they knew yeah. the protocol. Like That's when you different. go, you stay quiet and you watch. These the movie. are people whose parents wanted to see the movie but didn't want to either pay for or couldn't find a sitter, so they just <laughs> took them with them. Right. You know what we should do? We should rent 100 babies. <laughs> and we should and we should Where go to a theater. Babies? You can do it. And we should go to a theater for a, for a movie screening, and then everyone coming in there, and it'll be like X amount of people, and then one hundred babies. <laughs> oh, I like God. that. It's got to be a quiet um, movie like this, though. All right, so back to the movie. Yeah. Back to the, that was our experiences. So my God, um, where do we leave off at? Um, so yeah, so they're living in fear now. They're like 300, 400 days into the... It's like 487 days Into or the, the invasion or whatever it is that you want to talk about. Right. Or, or just say it. There's actually a newspaper clipping uh, on his wall, on Lee's wall in the basement, mm-hmm. that actually says something about a meteorite hitting Earth. Oh, did which it? I'm assuming is where the aliens came from. I have to... I've put two and two together there because they don't really explain where the creatures come from. They don't... There's no backstory, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. You really just don't know. So they're living now in fear. They're doing their routine. John, uh, John Krasinski is trying to teach his son how to fish or whatever. Teaches him how uh, when you go near water, it's you. It's you can make sounds as long as there are sounds around you that are louder. Right. Basically, is is like the rule of thumb. And so he goes behind a waterfall, and they can start yelling because their voices don't carry it's past the waterfall. Out it's by drowned the sound out of the waterfall. So uh, now, meanwhile, during all this, you find out that Emily Blunt <clears throat> is pregnant. Very pregnant. Lee, you dog. And um, <laughs> um, what a bad idea. Yes. Though. I know. You can't even Terrible make idea. You can't even make sounds when you're having sex. That? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I was. Like, I was uh, even upset the squishing with that. sounds are probably. <laughs> <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> You could do it behind a waterfall. You probably took Maybe it to that did. very waterfall. You probably did. But like, what a t- like, what a you think you would take the utmost protection. extra precaution? Hey, right. they don't have those fancy birth control methods like, like pulling out. out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, and, and then just the I, there were so many things wrong with that aspect of the movie. R- wrong, not not wrong, but like, yeah. but the idea of trying to have a baby without making any noise, which is nearly impossible. And then trying to keep a baby quiet, which is nearly impossible. <laughs> when I first saw the, the bed that they had made for the baby, it was a, it was a box with a top that went over it. And then the whole box was heavily insulated. And then they had a little tiny baby sized oxygen mask that they were, I was like, oh, wouldn't a baby horrifying. breathing in that much oxygen though be bad for, wouldn't that be bad for a baby? Breathing in pure oxygen for a long period of time like that? 
I'm not entirely sure. You, they could have literally just put that mask in there with it so that it at least filtered into the air more. That's kind of what I thought it was going yeah, to do. Like, I thought that they would right just like, pump mouth. fresh oxygen into it, but they did. They strapped it unless, right on there. Unless it was laughing gas and they were just drugging their baby to get it to <laughs> oh shut up. <laughs> so I'm just saying, it's possible. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I, I was just like, how are you going to... It, like it just seems so irresponsible to get pregnant again yeah. because then you're putting your entire family at risk. Yeah, I, yeah, hundred um, percent. That was very dumb of them. Um, that being said, though, but I mean, if chances if your chances of dying in this planet are pretty pretty good at, at some point in time, yeah. I'd be banging Emily Blunt as much as possible. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I can't blame the guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, but the kids, though, here's 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 what kills me about the kids. You have the son that is afraid of everything, right? He's he doesn't really want to go out. He's he's afraid that the, of the sounds and the creatures. And well, he watched else. his little brother get sure, torn to pieces. Sure. You'd be afraid too. Sure. The daughter, on the other hand, though, she runs off all the time mm -hmm. without her parents knowing where she is. You would think that those parents would be freaking out at the climax of the movie when the the main um, and she's deaf, by the way. Yes, she uh, and, right, and, she has, and in real life, right. she's in real life, she has the well, cochlear yeah. implants. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, which that's a whole other storyline to the movies, those cochlear implants. Mm -hmm. Um, but when like when the shit's the fan though, when the monsters start attacking the house at the end, mm -hmm. the daughter's nowhere to be found and nobody questions where she is. Do you notice that? Nobody. The mom didn't say where's where's uh uh Regan. The dad has the has the son, he doesn't ask. They're with each other and they never once ask where the daughter is. She's out in left field somewhere, laying on the tracks where uh, her son or her brother got killed. No, um, uh, Evelyn, uh, Emily Blunt, yeah. does say it at one point in time. At the she end. says she was with me. At the end. She was it's helping after, me, and, and then... But it's way after the fact. It's after she already gives birth and they're in the basement. Oh, it's yeah. way after the fact. I mean, to be fair, she's got a lot going on. <laughs> but... I'm, but it just dawns <laughs> on me, though, that like it's the first thing that she thinks of after she wakes up, though. Right. It's so the first thing she thinks of is the kids. Right. And none of them thought about the Oregon when everything was crazy. There's monsters running around the house. First thought would be, where are the kids? Right. They never even once think about her. But they also <laughs> they also say, like, our kids are smart. We've taught them well. They know sure. what to do in these situations. So You'd still be freaked maybe, out as a parent, I, though. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You'd be freaked out. But maybe they just, they just know. Like, they trust that they've... On top of that, though, you would think that you would have, you would, like, in this type of world, you would have to have the buddy system. You don't go anywhere by yourself. Right. You would think that would be a rule of thumb. So why would you let your daughter just run off? She could just get snatched anywhere. Well, All Reagan, she needs to do she is kinda, fart in the wind. She's off by herself. Well, Reagan and this thing can hear. Yeah, she doesn't you know? tell her mom that she's leaving. She, like, runs away from home, basically. Sure. You know? But she, but she's left before though, like but clearly because her she, stuff, you know. She's old enough to know at this point that if she makes any noise, it's going to be a, a bad deal. Right. So she's just, she was having a little tantrum. She wanted to go with her father. She and, want, he, and he was like, "No, you stay here." Right. Um, and he took the boy, mm -hmm. and uh, and I think that was her like kind of like, you know, uh, rebelling and saying like, "I'm just getting out of here." You know, you weren't going to let me go. I'm leaving. Exactly. You know, Dawn's a man. I didn't even think about this while I was watching the movie. The reason that he doesn't take the daughter is because he knows that she doesn't need to learn this stuff. Like, she's very self-sufficient. Whereas the son is terrified, and he needs to teach his son this stuff. It didn't even dawn on me until just now. That's why he didn't take her. I think that's an important point, too, because there, there have been some people who have been uh, speaking out against this movie, 
saying that, uh, you know, like, oh, it's it's sexist because of uh, the gender roles of women and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'd you, be like, hey, tone it down. This is a quiet place. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you're taking the kid out to teach him hunting and gathering, but you're telling the girl that she can't go because she's supposed to stay behind, stay at home well, and help her mother. But the point that you just made is a very important one. one. She's she's She knows how to take care of herself already. He doesn't need to teach her this stuff. Yeah. This stuff. He knows she's strong. So she not, wants to go to spend time with him, and but he's not, not taking her because he doesn't want to spend time <clears> with her. He <throat> spends all of his free time learning about hearing like he has medical books in his basement right. which she, she doesn't know which about. she doesn't know right and, I, and that's the thing we mentioned she was deaf and she has the cochlear implants but yeah. they don't work yes yeah yeah so she can't hear anything she can't hear when the monsters are around her she can't hear whatever yeah um now which it's weird though when she puts in sorry no, uh, go ahead. uh john krasinski when he's in the basement he makes a new one and from the sounds of it he's explained to her what he did differently so from the sounds of it they've tried tons of different ones she gets very upset saying it's never gonna work blah blah blah, blah. right and he goes oh well, i did some new different thing with the frequency so it should boost it more and this and that and what was i what was i getting at oh damn train jumped the tracks so she took it but she i don't think she initially put it on yeah oh yeah that's, that's the thing why would she when she first put the new one in though she got super happy as if it worked but then it didn't maybe she was just no. trying to uh be nice to him like appreciative in the fact that he's trying i don't think he ever he i don't, I don't remember he i don't ever, remember her getting happy about it when she first put it on she, she puts, puts it, it in she puts it in she snaps her fingers and she doesn't hear anything but then she smiles super brightly and she gets really excited she gets super excited right afterwards. Because I remember thinking that when I was watching, I go, oh, oh, so wait, did it work? But you don't hear her snapping the fingers. Right. So why is she happy? Because she proved it was, she was right that it didn't work, maybe? Maybe, I don't, yeah. I don't know. But it was it was a little bit weird to me. I don't remember that detail. But Unless maybe. she felt something, because those cochlear implants have a lot to do with uh, vibrations. Vib vibrations. So maybe she felt something. So maybe that's what it was. She couldn't hear anything. But when she snapped her fingers, she felt some little vibrations, maybe. Because she, do, she does but... keep she does keep it in for exactly. the rest of the movie. So exactly. there must have been something. And that plays a big and role. And turns in... it off and on. Yeah. That, and and that ends up playing a big role in, you know, the, the climax of the movie. Yeah. Basically anytime one of the monsters comes around her the first time it happens, she doesn't even know there's a monster behind her, and the cochlear implant just starts going crazy in her yep. ear, and she hears like it's a loud scare, pitch. It scares it away. And it, yeah, it scares the the monster away. Did you think the monster's head was going to explode? I did. I did. Yeah. Yep. I'm kind of happy it didn't, quite frankly. Yeah, me too. I like. I was picturing the like a what the hell uh, attack or Mars Mars attacks. Oh yeah, the way their yep. heads explode. I was picturing that, but I'm glad that the, it didn't. The monsters were really cool too. The uh, the design. I, I find it interesting that very early on in the uh, production of this movie, it was going to be part of the Cloverfield universe. They had right. at least approached it and looked at it. Right. And I was reading that the design of the monsters was not finalized until very late in post production. So when they're you know they don't know what they were obviously when they're making it. I find it ironic that they had already moved away from the Cloverfield idea. However, the monsters still kind of look like Clover. The monster looks exactly like Clover. I find the... it very interesting. Yeah. Which makes me which makes me wonder if that didn't get decided until way late in the game to mm -hmm. not release it as a Cloverfield movie. And Well, what was it? It was uh I think it was actually was it John Krasinski's call? Well, he didn't, he, he didn't want it to be. Well, he for, but first, it wasn't up first to him, of all, it was he, up to the studio. he turned the role down to begin with because yeah. he doesn't do horror movies. And then 
he read the script and he's like, oh my God, this is really good. And then he signed on. And I think that, I think he ultimately, him and the writers made the decision that we're, we don't want this to be Cloverfield. Like, this story's too good. It's got to be a standalone kind of thing. Sure. But, I mean, they, they still could, you could still twist it into the Cloverfield universe Absolutely. if you wanted to. But it is weird that they it's, that the creatures, the creatures did end look up looking like, so much like Clover. They look like a cross between Clover and the Demogorgon. That's yeah. what they let. That's like pretty much exactly face, what they look yeah. like. Yeah. Um, so I thought, that, I thought that was interesting. The other, the other thing that I did not like about the movie <laughs> had a lot to do with the corn silo at the end. Mm-hmm. I really, really disliked that sequence. Why? Because at the very end of the movie, the two kids are in a pickup truck, and the creature cannot get through a window or the top of the pickup oh, truck. Oh yeah. However, in the corn silo. Uh, so basically what happens is one of the kids falls into a corn silo. Monster falls in as well. And the monster just eats its way out of the, blasts its way through the side of the corn, this metal giant corn silo yeah. with zero effort whatsoever. That's a good it, point. It can't get through the top of a car or a window of a car. Like that, that made no sense to me. And it's trying to get through it. It makes no sense to me why it couldn't get through. Now, when she, when, when the two kids are in the car and it's trying to make its way into the car, does she have her implant on? Uh, no, not okay. that. No. I was going to say point. maybe, maybe. No, well, okay, it, it, so it tries and but, it, it literally can't get through. Like it's gnawing at the top of that thing. Well, it can't what, get through. what I was going to say, she has the implant, the cochlear implant on in the silo and it, and it starts to make the monster yeah. freak out. So maybe it's, maybe it's that like it goes into self-preservation mode and just has like this crazy uh burst of adrenaline no because it's it was a different thing whenever it was around the implant when it was going off it was it was reacting to it and it was freaking out it wasn't attacking it was attacking them in the car it no, was my, trying to my point in. is when they're in the silo uh she's got the cochlear implant on so it freaks out so it's it's instinct at that point is to just get away from it yeah and maybe it just like like I said maybe uh, maybe it's self preservation mode kicks in and it just gets like this crazy rush of adrenaline and that's why it could burst so easily through the silo and then when they're in the car it's not it doesn't have it's, it's, it doesn't it's, have the adrenaline it's, rush. it's like the old lady picking up the yeah, car to save her husband exactly or okay I can see that I don't buy it though I don't buy it I think that's a stretch that's a that's a it's a stretch to explain it away. I think it's more of an oversight than it is. It, it, was, it wasn't um, written that way. Otherwise, it would have been described or you exactly, would have figured it out or exactly. something. But it could be put that way to the to the viewer. I guess. I, my, 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 oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, go. My other my other issue is uh, so Lee ends up kind of he ends up sacrificing himself. Yeah. For the kids. Well, these these he, uh, the creatures are blind, by the way. We should say that. And yeah, they just, yeah, just attract yes. to wherever the sound is. That if they hear a noise, exactly. they go towards it. Which is why everybody needs to be quiet. He uh, he sacrifices himself to get the the monster off of the car when it's trying to get in. He didn't really need to do that. He was no. It seems like he was he was holding a giant axe. And he was standing right next to like a like a lean to shed filled filled with a bunch of like tractors and shit. Don't you think he could have just thrown the axe into the like into the shed to make a bunch of noise to yep. attract the monster over to that? Yep. But and maybe then, and then run to the truck and they can put it in neutral. Which that truck, I don't care if it's in neutral or if it's not running. That truck's gonna make a shit ton of oh, noise yeah. going down that hill, <laughs> yeah. and none of them followed after it. Yeah, that's true. I, that part was a little bit unbelievable to me, and I'm I. I I'm sorry. 
Mm -hmm. I'm going back to the corn silo because I wanted to say something. Yeah. I thought that the whole scene in that corn silo was just wrong. Why? They could have done it so much better. Why? When when the when Marcus the uh, the son falls in there, mm -hmm. he's sinking into the corn. Yeah. Because that's what happens. That's uh -huh. the nature of a corn silo. Right. Um, we saw it in Jigsaw and a bunch of other movies. The more you move, you sink. And he was sinking down into it. So mm -hmm. he ends up holding on to a piece of uh, the metal door to stop himself from uh, from sinking. Mm -hmm. Now, the uh, the creature also falls in. Why doesn't the creature sink into the corn? He's even heavier. He would sink like a brick. And he doesn't. He's walking on the top of the corn, which makes no sense. Which is how he can get out. Isn't he on top of the door? Yeah, he was standing on the door. He, he wasn't. He wasn't the entire time. Maybe not because always, the kids. But... No, because the kids were on the door when it first fell in. They didn't fall on top of themselves, and they were just blocking its attacks. It wasn't standing on top of it. But it's also much more powerful. Like it, it, it seems like. Which to me says it would sink and move around even faster it, in the corn. It, it could but, also fly. So maybe he was using his flying magic powers to keep himself elevated slightly above the corn. They can't fly. They can't fly. Well, they don't really. It's so quick, but they flew into the scene to grab the kid in the beginning. He I, thought like, I thought it was just running. I thought it was. Oh, I thought it was just running super fast. Yeah, like he ran Wasn't across the road and I, grabbed. I thought him. he flew in. Oh no, I think no. I think it was just running. Well, regardless, picture but he, this. But though. even still, like it, it, it's so it's so powerful that it could, like, who knows how deep that corn was? Yeah. Uh, it it could probably just use so much force to push down on the corn that it would be able to kind of propel propel itself upwards. I, mean, I don't know. Picture this though. Picture this though. They're both down in the corn silo. The alien's trying to get to the kid because because uh, uh, the kid's moving around a lot, so mm -hmm. he can hear it in the corn. Mm -hmm. Yet the monster is sinking too. So the monster sinks to the very bottom of the to the silo, and then the kid starts sinking too. Can you imagine like trying to like? It's like you're drowning in corn with a shark being at the bottom of it. <laughs> Can you imagine how stressful that would be? How crazy it would be? Like he's he's sinking to the bottom, knowing that when he gets to the bottom, that thing's gonna fucking rip him apart. Corn shark. <laughs> It'd be such a good scene. They could have played that so much better. I was so disappointed by it because that's what I wanted to happen. During that whole that's scene, like, oh, during that whole terrible. scene, all I could think of was Titanic. <laughs> I'll never let go. About about how uh, there was definitely room on that door for both of those people, and and they proved it in this. There was definitely room on the door for both people. You um, hear, you, Jim, you mentioned about the uh, the sound. Why couldn't he have thrown the axe yeah. into the shed? And I thought that a lot of times, okay, so it's attracted towards the sound, right? right. They're blind. They don't know where you're at. So they hear something, they dart towards that sound and eat whatever's there. Mm -hmm. So even if you made a sound and there's one coming at you, why couldn't you run 10 feet away or like take some light steps 10 feet away or, right. or yeah. throw something? Like throw a rock that way and then pitter-patter over here. Right. Every single store I went in, I would be getting nothing but alarm clocks and those timers they had at the very end. Yeah. Get a ton. Why would they only have one? That was like their backup. Why would they only have one? <laughs> Maybe that's, that's a good idea, right. too. Maybe that's why they they uh, had the crying baby. <laughs> so they could <laughs> they just throw the baby. <laughs> throw the baby over there. <laughs> Self-preservation. Oh, uh, dude, this... Oh, the scene in the uh, the like the 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 basement of the barn. Yep. At the end, when the when it starts flooding. Which I have another problem with that too. And then she wakes up, and the thing is on the other oh, side. Yeah, oh man, it's creepy. And so like Super it, creepy. she wakes up, the barn is flooded, and the baby is just kind of floating in its box in the middle of the barn, and so it's uh, it's Evelyn, and then the baby, and then on the other side is the creature, which swims very well, by the way. And then she very carefully starts to make her way out to the baby and then 
it doesn't come at her quick. It just slips down into the water. Yeah, I was like, it's like oh, alien. Fuck. It was very alien. Yeah, so, um, so scary. My issue with that scene, I know I have a lot of issues here, but so when John Krasinski gets out of the basement to go do whatever he's going to do, uh-huh. as the camera pans back, you see that pipe that's burst or whatever. Right. And the water is a heavy flow coming out of it. That didn't just happen. How did he not see water coming down already? That had to have been flowing for a while. How did he not see water coming down? How did how was that just a random happening? Was it that or what, what? Was it a heavy rain outside? No, no, it was a pipe. It was a pipe because one of the monsters came into the barn and was like trashing the yeah. place. Oh, looking so right, that right, water right. was flowing for a long time. There is no way that water wasn't leaking into that basement already, and you would have heard it. Yeah, there's no way that he wouldn't have seen that or heard it. There's yeah, no true. way. And so that was another thing that took me out. Of that. I'm like, wait, that that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, it literally makes no sense. If my roof has a pitter patter of a leak, you can hear it. Right. You're gonna hear a huge gushing of water, even on top of you hitting the ceiling. You're gonna hear it. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm true. guessing too. They probably had a lot of footage to go to use on this. Like a lot of stuff that they had to cut. If I'm not mistaken, I, mean, I think they had like it's almost double or something like that. Oh, it's really? possible. I thought I read that somewhere. But but because there were things like the names, like they all have names, but their names are never mentioned in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was probably intended at one point to give them names, and then you know maybe they cut those scenes or realized they didn't need them. Right. So maybe some of that got possible. cut together in that. Um, I would. It seems like a pretty important thing, though. You know, to that would. I, I, now that you mention that, because I I've I, I was wondering in the beginning of the movie, they seem to make a pretty big deal out of the fact that. Uh, the the middle child the boy um needs medication of some kind mm-hmm. right like she she finds the pills and she goes over to him and he seems to be having like a panic attack or something like that and she gives him a pill and then she goes back and tells her sister that he's going to be fine yeah they never retouch on that like what did he need the medication i think for? he was just sick i think he was just sick he had a fever probably because i was thinking that what That's if you what get a I cold and a cough you know, yeah. if you get a bad cough from a cold or something like that, like, you're making sound. Well, even, also... like, what if you have to fart? <laughs> you know? what, like, if you, what... what if you eat some bad food and your ass is just screaming liquid? Like, <laughs> you can't shut that up. <laughs> I, guess you, I guess you could, uh... You should go behind the waterfall. <laughs> yeah, you go take a shot uh, in the waterfall. Also, the scene, too, you with the uh, the flooded uh, basement there. Um, so, it, water sounds travel, right? You can be on the opposite side of a pool and... Snap your fingers and the person on the other end hears it, you know? Right. So if she's slowly getting up and moving, wouldn't that creature hear her with his supersonic ears? You would think so. Maybe think. Maybe, maybe, maybe underwater, though, because it had to open up its face to to, to, hear. to let its ears right. so underwater, be. So underwater, not, yeah. it probably plugged itself up. Right. You know? Probably true. But even still, there was... Sorry. That was there an, was... That was an intense moment, though, when she had the baby on her it, shoulder oh, and she really was just was. backing slowly that away from That baby... The, was I, I understand that not all babies are just bastard criers. I get that. <laughs> but that baby was unnaturally quiet <laughs> for a lot of the movie. Yeah. Except for when they had to show them putting it in a box because it was convenient. Oh, jeez. What's in the box? What's in the box? Um, it's a baby. Yeah. I I don't know. I feel like, too, if you could kill one of them with a shotgun to the head, which you can, just shoot one with a fucking shotgun, reload real quick, and then shoot the next one with a shotgun. Um, I think that... Take them out. I think, Go raid a gun store so that you can be on top of somewhere where they can't get you and start pegging them off. I think that it needed to be weakened first by the sound. Why? What gave you? What gives you that? Because be- I didn't see anything in the movie that that made that seem be- like that. Because she, because the the daughter amplifies the sound of the of the cochlear implant by shoving it up against a microphone. 
and yeah. then and then the the thing freaks out. I think that it maybe it discombobulates it, it, but that's I wouldn't say that it makes it weaker. It seemed like it had like some sort of really profound effect on its on its power, though. Something because we even said it. We thought its head was going to explode. Right. What happened? Like it was going to kill it. And then when it gets up to like finally go after Evelyn, it's got its face like fully opened up. So, so maybe the face needs to be open. Sure, I, I'll give you that. Well, because even but... on on uh, Lee's <laughs> Lee's whiteboard down in the basement, it specifically says it's it's armored, like the like its skin is armor plated oh, or whatever. Oh, okay, okay, you know? that's fair, that's fair then. Um, that's why I don't see how they could really make a a sequel for this movie because once you find out what affects them, I, I mean, you get the word out and then that's it. They can kill them, just like in Signs, you know. Like, Unless, like once they find out that water kills the aliens, you just tell everybody, hey, splash them with water and you're good to go. Yeah, they could do, but they could do just another, they could, quite frankly, they don't need to do a sequel about this with the same family. That's true. They could do a sequel with other people dealing with the same thing in right. a in a suburban area, right. in a city. Shit, can you imagine that this taking place in a city? That'd yeah. be cool. Mm-hmm. I'd even, um, I'd, I'd, I mean, they could even do like a like an origin sort of thing too. Mm-hmm. Like where the hell did these things come from? But they could, they could I, do, at the um, same time, I kind of like what you said earlier that you really don't have any sort of background information. Like they're just yeah, there, I kind of you know? like that. I kind of like that. They yeah. they could do a complete at sea version of it and call it Deep Quiet Sea. <laughs> I, I think deepest, <laughs> quietest. My... <laughs> no. Not knowing where they came from and leaving that, uh, it, it leaves the suspense. You know, if it's like, oh, well, the meteor crashed and these things came out, it brings the cheese factor. Right. Out, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, I like it though. Yeah, oh, yeah. Overall, I had some I issues like, with it. Well, but no, I, I mean, did you like gotta it pick overall. stuff apart and yeah. find out find out what you did and didn't like. But mm-hmm. overall, I love the movie. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. It the was... nail in the stairs. What's that? The nail in the oh, stairs. Nail. I had a problem with the nail in the stairs. Why? Come on. There was no paint on the back of the nail. If that nail was there when they painted their foot their foot spots, there would have been gray paint. But the nail was very shiny. It bothered me. I know it's a, it's probably just like an oversight or whatever. Well, she snapped the head of the nail off. What do you mean she snapped the nail? When she, she pulled it up when the when her when her bag got caught, she pulled it up. Yeah, she, she pulled it up, but there was no. She, when she pulled the bag, it snapped the head of the nail off. Because it wasn't it wasn't a nail sticking. If you stepped on a nail with its head sticking up. I didn't see it. Wouldn't, her, it wouldn't go into your foot. I, I didn't catch it was, that either. I no, thought, I, I listen. I will reserve judgment until I see it a second time. I do not believe that the head of the nail snapped. I off thought it was a nail that was coming through that they like yes. hammered down into yeah. the wood so that way it wasn't sticking up. Yeah, that's what I. That's that's. I'm ninety percent sure that's what it was. And then when she was going up with the laundry, the bag it, caught it. it and caught it. Pulled it. But up. my thing is this: though. if they nailed it down, why wouldn't they nail it down and pull it out? If that's right. going to be where your foot is stepping. Right. You know, it seems odd to keep a nail in the place where your foot needs to be. And like I said, even if they did keep it there, they would have pounded it down and then painted over it. And the back of that nail was definitely shiny and it did not have gray paint on it like the rest of it. Mm. I, it's probably just an oversight, but <laughs> I noticed it though and it bothered me for some reason. <laughs> like the second it got pulled up, not to mention what a really strong sack to pull put <laughs> a really strong laundry bag to pull like a giant carpenter's nail out like that right. that was like, um, a, it was like a canvas bag 
Yeah. I thought I thought the daughter was going to step on it too cuz she goes walking downstairs later on and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh no, it's coming again." I think they meant for that to to seem like that cuz right. the mom doesn't tell her that it's there and yeah. they kind of focus on her feet slowly descending the stairs and you're like, "Shit, look out." Yep. But, but yeah, uh, I think that's we a should, place. yeah, <laughs> we should probably stop talking about this. We've already spoiled the whole thing and we're at like 2:10, so Yeah, it's a little a little bit of a longer episode, but and he um, dies. Yeah, every, 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 oh, dude, I got to say one thing before we go. Uh, Aaron, so there's this big... I got one thing, too, to finish There's up. this big moment at the end where, uh, so he goes to sacrifice himself, and the kids are in the truck, and he signs to his daughter, who's deaf, he signs to her, I love you, I've always loved you. And then he screams to attract the attention of yeah. this thing. And Aaron had a little bit of a slip in memory at the end, and she's like... You know, that whole scene would have been so much more effective if, like, because he was going to give himself up anyway. Why didn't he just scream, I love you, to her? I go, because she's deaf. (laughs) 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 So true. Uh, I would have just been like, tell the kids I love you, and then I would have thrown the axe at the truck so that all the monsters would have came at the truck. (laughs) 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 Um, I did love the ending, though. I loved how like it let it ended on such a badass moment with the mom and the kids. Yeah, it was so. I kind of like that. It was so uncharacteristic of the mom from the re- for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like she was she was awesome the whole movie, but it ended on like a Evil Dead note almost, like <laughs> cocking the shotgun, and then that's it. Cut to black. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Yeah. So it's gonna be next next movie is gonna be called Evelyn, Quiet Place Part Two. <laughs> like Rambo, get it? First Blood Part Two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, is that it? right? Is that it? That all? <laughs> That's it. That's all, all right. we got. Well, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on SoundCloud, Facebook, and Instagram at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. If you want to find us on Twitter, fuck off. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> or you can find us at the Buzzed Kill PC. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes, but mm-hmm. uh, who listens to iTunes really? Mm, no. <laughs> Joke. Give us five stars. Let us know if you think that it's weird that. Uh, um, Mike's mom still breastfeeds him and if you want to find J-Rod you can find me on all social media at mikesmomsbreastfeeding.com and also at Ocean Recording for all social media pages and check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs sorry Mike's mom alright that's it boys had a good one cheers cheers fuck off <laughs>